what's a podcast? I, I it's so long. It's like it's been so long, guys. It's been a month since <laughs> either of uh, anyone besides me and Wander's been on a podcast. And it's, it's been like, like three like a... weeks since we were on a podcast. <laughs> Shit happens on, on Saturdays a lot. <laughs> it's like uh it's like translating an ancient word that I haven't seen in a long, long time. Like ancient Babylonian podcasts where uh, <laughs> internet speeds were really bad back in the day. You know, somebody had to physically come by with a stone tablet and give it to you. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty slow process. Can you imagine? I guess like, it's just called a book. 50, 50 well, years from now, there are going to be people that are like going back through old podcasts to like learn about people from our time i was so upset actually when my dad always had this old replica of the rosetta stone and i'm like uh -huh. oh look it's so cute it's like you know yay big it was like maybe two feet by one foot and stuff mm -hmm. and then i find out that it's about what six feet tall or something mm -hmm. that's what made it useful the rosetta <laughs> stone was actually two feet and people would be like oh that's a nice little like thing <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, we had to chisel on no necromancer, and it took a, we, I had to do it uphill both ways. <laughs> uh, we did well, our yeah, remixing be... live on the turnstone. Yeah, on, the turnstone. <laughs> on the turnstone. On the turnstone. It's awful grinding noises. Yeah. Nothing uh, actually useful. Horrible. <laughs> and like, accompanied by the sack butt. The sack butt. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's going to be historians watching this podcast. I assume we're going to be incredibly culturally significant in about 100 years. Obviously. Uh, and, uh, when we're mega and PewDiePie. If I'm, if I'm still alive watching a documentary about myself, then uh, <laughs> I, I guess I pulled it off. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever must it have is. Done it well. <laughs> Congratulations, Bird. You officially did it. <laughs> The much fathomed it that everyone has been after all these years. You've done I it. Survived, I survived 2016 and 2017. Oh That's my god. an accomplishment. <laughs> hey, you're not famous enough to uh, to die off during those purges. Ouch. We're going to have to wait 100 years. Ouch. 2017? Oh, wait, that's the wrong number. 3017? That wasn't even close. Wow. I iterated you have the very wrong high expectations digit. for Bird's longevity. <laughs> God, God, Bird, share, me, share your secrets with me. I would not mind living another thousand years, maybe. Would you like future pickled Berg? Bird? Uh, the trick to living a thousand Berg. years is to, uh, is to get uh, a lot of money and then buy a lot of, like, you know, uh, life-expanding remedies, like, you know, Injecting your blood with crocodile blood, and uh, injecting your liver with crocodile liver. Like, <laughs> no, the, the secret. <laughs> the secret is to to get good. You're just gonna have to get good. I think the secret is to get good. Yeah. Just could, that, you, you know you're alive right now. Seventy-eight. Okay. <laughs> so that's actually that's a topic. I so, think the okay. only feasible way someone can extend their lifespan like that is either they figure out the secret to preventing our cells from stripping off their telomeres whenever their DNA They are gets, actually like, working on that, but that's a yeah. thing that we should talk or, about when it's actually Or they like, find a way to clone our bodies and transplant our brains and spinal columns into the that new person the that could have been you. Part. Yeah. Oh, so I suppose it can. On the topic of getting good, 
as this is a a constant, <laughs> constant gripe of mine. So I've been playing Slay the Spire a lot lately because that game is fantastic. Uh, you as you, I have beaten the game like <laughs> twenty times now. Uh, That's a but problem. What the fuck? It's, it's you've only been playing it for like a week. Yeah, I so he's been playing it every single night, and I've pretty much run out of other games to stream. Kind of like there are other games. There are other games, but (laughs) most of them, most of them, one don't net me like 150 people on Twitch. So there's that. But also, like most of them aren't nearly as fun. Uh, Like I, I had a run where so there's a mechanic in Slay the Spire called Exhaust, which if you play a card, it deletes itself from your deck from your deck until the next battle. Mm-hmm. And so I had an item that whenever you play like a card, that, we should tell people what Slay the Spire is. Yeah. Okay. You skip so that whole part. Sorry. Uh, so let's back up. Uh, Slay the Spire is a roguelike that uses a uh, a card, or like a TCG style like uh, system for getting your attack cards, your defend cards, spells, effects, so on and so forth. Now, did the creepy slug thing with the giant teeth introduce you in the very beginning or like talk with you? You mean the whale? No, no. There was a scene you're going, yes. Hello. Oh, that's one of the random events. Oh. There's uh there are random events that you run into. Uh so effectively you go through the world kind of FTL style uh with like branching paths and stuff like that. Um and so there's like monster tiles, mid-boss it's very tiles, FTL structured as far as the map goes. Yes. Uh and there's like multiple worlds that you go through. It's cool. Um but so uh, there's also kind of the, like, uh, Risk of Rain style or, like, Binding of Isaac style relic system where you get, like, items that permanently affect your character and give you, like, bonuses. Uh, mm-hmm. and some will just be basic, like, you get one extra strength for the rest of the game yeah. or another it's one It's from the is... list of roguelites that, that where as you play through a run, a series of icons populate the top left of the corner that are your build you've gotten so far. Yes. Um, and also as you fight enemies, you unlock new cards. Uh, so for beating a run, you get new cards, but every time you beat an enemy, it pulls from a a list of rarer cards than when you started with. And so some of them will just be like basic hit an enemy for, uh, 15 damage instead of six or, uh, hit an enemy and draw some cards or stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so... Uh, for the first couple of runs, it's generally pretty generic, you know, just basic hit the enemy, uh, maybe draw, discard, get some extra boost here and there. Uh, but as you get further and further into it, you get like more and more insane builds. Uh, so going back to what I was describing, I had a, it was a, a, a power. Powers you play once and then they permanently modify your character for the rest of that fight. Hmm. And your character always looks like this sort of. There's two characters. There's the silent and the ironclad, okay. and each have completely different deck styles and hands and stuff. Uh, so they play fairly. They play the same. Like you, think- you still have attacks and defends, but the the things that you do with them are just wildly different. And you don't believe mm. they're going to add any more subtypes to the game, or are they? They are. They have at least the, one more class coming lo- in. And yeah, the, lo- the character creator or character selection screen clearly has a third slot on it that's just not. Yeah, doesn't have anything in it. Mm-hmm. And I hope they add more than that because it it is probably the most interesting roguelike I've played in a while. It's a neat uh, game. Yeah, I it immediately is. pulled the ca- cable on playing it anymore of it though. Yeah, I was well, like, I beat you it. probably I, knew it was going to suck it, you in. I beat it my first try, and I'm like, this is neat. 
and like hope you liked it if you want go check it out if you like it and then i'm like i'm moving on because i'm like i'm not <laughs> i do not want to play a fucking card game on my channel because it of is. how <laughs> the community responds to card games they're so miserable <laughs> So well, it's one of those things where they try to tell you what the optimal moves. Yeah, yeah. so pe- people will oh, the whale. People will one hundred percent like micromanage me when I'm streaming live. Like they were yep. actively demanding that I just follow their directions instead. And I'm like, no, that's stupid and boring. I can't even I'm imagine keep doing, doing it what I live. Want. It's annoying enough when they're talking about all your mistakes in the past tense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, it's sort uh, of like how going through um, like puzzle games and like some people might. New be, didn't solve this optimally. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, or they try telling you this, the solution and you already got it, but two episodes down the line or an episode mm-hmm. down the line. And it's just like, you so, know. Like it's, one, it's one thing when you're playing like Dark Souls and a bunch of other games where people are like just bitching that you just didn't do well enough. But uh-huh. in a card game, the correct answer is right on the screen. And oftentimes there is a literal correct answer on how to play at any given moment. And oh, yeah. so, like, mm-hmm. you will hear about all of them. And you just, and it's yeah, always accompanied frequently... with, like, insults and just the worst community. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to, I do not want to appeal to this community. I'm out. I, it's, That's why it's... Uh, Total Biscuit, Biscuit had to quit playing Hearthstone. Was he yeah. said he couldn't because oh. bad. He said like he uh, every time he played a card and he like recognized a turn or two later that he played suboptimally. He was just like it just would ruin his mood. It like pre ruined yeah. it before he even finished the game. Because yeah. he knew it was, like, that people oh, would recoil. be yeah yeah yeah. So because in a vacuum when you're just playing a card game, you're like ah, I screwed up and I know where I screwed up, but whatever. Which is what happened mm-hmm. to me yesterday playing Twilight Imperium. It's like whatever I screwed up various points, but it's just that. But having yeah. the audience just rally about how you screwed up and like like I'll, when i make a mistake in a video game now not only do people leave comments about it but then they contact me on twitter about it and then they t- come to my discord and tell me about it i'm like come on like, can you just <laughs> can we just leave that on the video wow. and i can look at the video when i want to look at the video about my mistakes because i don't need wow. to be on every single so, thing i can open <laughs> can i finish my story before we like get too far on this because this is like actually a specific event uh for all of this okay so I have this mechanic called Exhaust. Whenever I use a card, it gets burnt, it leaves my hand and deck and won't come back until the next fight, but I have another effect from a relic that makes it so whenever I burn a card, I get a new completely random card pulled from the entire deck. And I've got a third card that makes it so any skill is free, Uh, because cards are split up into attack, skill, and power. Mm-hmm. And those are the three. So half of half of my cards are just free. And every skill that I play gets exhausted because of another effect. So and then you get more cards. A third of my a solid third of my deck is just suddenly free. And I will go from turn to turn, dumping twenty plus cards on an enemy when usually you play three to four, maybe. So like uh-huh. I straight up uh I, I straight up killed mid bosses without them even taking a turn. And I two shot uh, the second to last last boss in a number of things. And people will still criticize that strategy. And people were loving it, except for okay. one guy who uh-huh. I don't know what was wrong. Well, wasn't he I like mean, this is too easy? So this is no, terrible. no, no. Uh, that. So the thing was, I was I was playing pretty suboptimally. I was just like, I'm just going to drag every card that is free up, and it will work out no matter what. <laughs> Because, like, I'm playing five times the number of cards that anybody else normally could. 
uh, in this situation, so I literally don't need to care here. Uh, it did end up biting me in the ass for the final boss because he had a 12-card maximum cap before he took his turn, so I actually had to, like, you know, think about what I was doing, but whatever. Um, but so this guy was sitting there watching me win. Like, I two-shot a boss, and slightly later he's like, I can't handle how bad these plays are. I'm leaving. And he left, <laughs> and he never came back. And I was sitting there dumbfounded because uh, I had to get up and get some water to, in the middle of this run. Because uh, this is like right before Divinity and stuff, and I wanted to have like kind of a fresh voice for that. And I was sitting there dumbfounded as I was like guzzling water, being like, "But I, I won. This is my strongest ru- run ever, and <laughs> yet it it's- offended you so badly you left and never came back." And like he had been an audience member for most roguelikes I played, but the moment I started playing a card game roguelike, <laughs> it became unacceptable for him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, mean, I still wow you're I mean, too pe- good pe- at winning people aren't even fair when you literally just come to a left right intersection and you and you're like uh uh i'll try going left like how could you be so stupid not to go right <laughs> it was so obvious because i know everything already uh so <laughs> once you have uh, like actual like more reason for people to be any slightly a bit bothered because there are actually optimum plays people are gonna lose their shit <laughs> Like, completely lose it. It begs the question of, I mean, most Let's Players, the games that they're playing are for the first time. Uh And it's one of those things where there there is a learning process and a learning curve. And if you're not allowed to experiment with that, then... Oh, yeah. My uh, uh, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun video. Uh, I was doing fine, but the comments uh, are constantly just like nagging and awful being like how can you be so bad at this game it's a great game and a dumb player and i'm like i have never played this before (laughs) i've never played a game like this before it's a real-time tactical stealth game like that is so far outside my wheelhouse i don't even know what it is Mm-hmm. And I beat the game perfectly fine, but it was unacceptable because I kept making bad plays here and there. I get, I get a comment like reload. that like every week about Yakuza. And it's funny because like, they'll like get to like the first fights in the game. And I'm like, I say at the beginning that I've never played a Yakuza game before when I started it. And the game is so heavy on like visual novel stuff, especially at the beginning when it's setting it up. That like the time it takes to get to your first proper fights where you're doing more than the, than the most basic stuff takes so long that like, yeah, like by the time I get to those, like I don't, I barely know how to play the game, and be like, oh my god, you are the worst Yakuza player I've ever seen. And I'm like, this is like <laughs> the first fight in the game. I don't understand. <laughs> That'd be is like it- somebody saying like, you're the worst at West of Loathing. <laughs> like, um, really easy single player game. I mean, maybe <laughs> what it is one. is those oh, first okay, few episodes <laughs> when it's just story time and plot introduction. They might actually get invested in you, and then when the actual game begins, if you're not performing as well, then it's like, <laughs> yeah, I had it's that like, with. I, I, I see what it's talking about. It's like you know, on the first two dates or whatever, you think like, oh, this is great, and then date number three comes around, and then you find out that it's Keith, and you're like, oh, never. <laughs> Speaking of Keith, you've been playing Elex recently. How's yeah. that going for you? I want to play more of it, and I binged too much of it at the beginning, and it's bothering me that I haven't gotten to play it again. <laughs> that actually is kind of weirdly my state. I, I I like the game almost ironically, which I think you have to. 
Well, people um, look funny. Yeah. I look over at the screen, I'm like, huh. But for that game specifically, I started playing and immediately we like clued into the fact that it controls like ass and the, like the combat's really awkward and like a number of other things. Uh, and I was making fun of the character for being generic, deep voiced McBrudington. Um, mm-hmm. But he's I, bald. Yeah. Okay. So that's a new one. He doesn't have a nice head of hair, but whatever. <laughs> um, but so I'm kind of making fun of it. Not terribly mercilessly so. I was just like, this is not the hill I'm going to die on for this game. But I'd like to point out because it embodies everything that I have trouble with uh, because of this. But uh, so I made fun of it for a little I'm bit and run off. I'm confused why you can't make your own character. Yeah, I know, because he's like the most generic person ever. You there's, can totally swap the hair out. Well, also, there's, there's like have you two, had any character building? I've seen like one scene that has like painted frames of the character doing stuff. And I'm like, you could have just not. Yeah, everything is part. in engine. Like that's like, the only part of the game that the has assets. a predetermined appearance. Is like a those painted intros that they do sometimes when they don't want to do real cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Like that's except for like. So as you get further in the game, you get these like flashbacks, which are the only actual cutscenes in the game, really. Yeah, and they're just they're just deep voice McBrudington standing there and talking to other deep voice McBrudington, <laughs> who I honestly cannot tell the difference between any of them except for the slight variations in in deep voice and brooding, uh, which gets kind of confusing. Uh, but for that game specifically, so I, I made fun of it for a while. And then, more or less, finally left the tutorial area, took a left, and saw a dude. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to try and fight a guy. Let's see what real combat's like. And immediately mm-hmm. one-shots me. And I'm like, well, this is kind of dumb. And everybody's like, it's a Piranha Bytes game. Do, didn't you know that, like, combat's supposed to be really, really hard in the beginning of the game? And, like, everything can kill you? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. like the, no. <laughs> the first <laughs> couple enemies you fight in the game are rats. The second enemy that you run into is some dude with a sword that can one-shot you. And it's like, I this is... I'd there's, almost say Dark Souls, there's, except there's, for... There's very much a From Software-style, like, uh, cult-following thing where, like, some group of people has just accepted that this is what type of game this developer makes, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have this mass appeal where everyone knows what that means yet. So every time somebody comes yeah. in for fresh, they're like, gonna be like, what? I don't understand. So like, I've just been kind of sitting back and just observing what the hell this game is because it's been intriguing to just figure out what I'm even dealing with. But I had the same experience where I do the intro area, meet the first side quest. I mean, I meet the first uh, potential party member character and he's like escorting you to town and I wander off the, I get to the bridge and uh, this, that little like weird low bridge that's on a river stream and I turn right and this guy with a glowing ax just like two shots me and I'm like, um... Oh yeah, you probably ran into one of the albs, maybe. Uh, He wasn't an alb. He's one of the people that has like the green. He has like the green axes that they all have. Yeah, it was a venom axe. You ran him. You ran into a reaver camp. I ran into that group later. What's the gameplay of this game again? I kind of missed that. It's kind of like an action RPG. Yeah, it's a third-person Western action RPG. So, it sort of looks Bioware-ish, but it's yeah, not it's quite. kind of gotcha. like if somebody saw a Bioware game and it's like, let's tack on some almost Souls-like combat to that. Okay, I can yeah. see also, that they're... actually being kind of cool. Let me. The idea of it is it really cool. Also, there are interesting here. factions. I'm actually I, I inquire most about the factions and how Wander just couldn't tolerate that one because so, they're yeah. like, you can't bring out your map. Yeah. So the first faction you run into are the Berserkers, who are. Who effectively, so the world got wrecked by a giant asteroid. Before that, it was a fairly high-tech society. And even post-asteroid, it was fairly high-tech. And the main villains are these 
ultra high tech people. And so the berserkers saw that and they're like, nah, screw it. Technology is like half the reason why we're in this problem. Uh, we're mm. going to go turbo Amish and also learn magic because I guess the asteroid brought that with it too. Uh, which is really neat until they Amish start yelling wizards, at you. Wizards, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, like, the idea of them is great, except for the main character has an implant in his arm that's his inventory, his map, his level up interface, your or whatever. Your HUD, essentially. Your HUD. So every time you open that up or use the jetpack on your back, people will stand like anybody nearby will yell at you. Sometimes multiple people being <laughs> like, hey, put that away. Did, don't you know technology is not allowed here? It's and, like playing Goldeneye where people yell at you for looking at your watch. Yes. Uh, and so at one point I was standing in the middle of the town managing my inventory to figure out, like, I got a bunch of new items. You know, I got to figure out what's worth selling, what's worth not. And there were uh, some berserkers that were moving crates back and forth. And every time they would go by, they're like, hey, put that away. And so I had one guy say <laughs> that exact line at me three times. And I knew it was him. Because he got stuck walking into me and the NPC next to me, and he couldn't get around. So he would, every, I uh, say, 20, 30 seconds, repeat his line uh, because it, it had gone long enough. Looping. Yeah, so I was just like, well, screw this faction. I'm going to go join the, the Space Mormons. And that's the what I did. Space Mormons. So the other, the other two factions are the Outlaws, Wait, who are just kind of like... Have you watched The Expanse? Uh, yes, I have. Which has space Mormons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was wondering where um, they came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's... Well, we the, haven't seen season two, the, the, and I want to. The important to. thing to introduce about this game and what its core conceit is, which hasn't really been covered yet, and I don't think you mentioned it last podcast either, is that its basic idea is to take the three most popular settings for Western RPGs and mash them into one setting. Yep. So it's a fantasy, oh, so it's a, it's a fantasy like, um, RPG, a sci-fi RPG, and a wasteland RPG. It's yep. like, ah, oh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, I'll think of it later. To the point where you basically just have a map that's practically a circle with three dividing lines, and then in it is a wasteland area, a fantasy area, and like a snowy tech area. Yep. See, that sounds kind of hella lame. <laughs> it, it's lame, but it's also kind of nice. If you get bored of one area, you can move to the other one, and it's not so bad. That's like something uh, I'd expect out of an MMO. Is like, this is the, yeah. the science fiction continent, and this is the city that is like, medieval stuff well in, in most games i mean even some of the old school ones where they had themed environments and dungeons and stuff i mean there's the forest yeah there's yeah, the island i expect it, that from like mario it's, <laughs> it's very derivative almost Zelda to game. the point of being <laughs> painful uh because like the dialogue system is very kind of maybe not bioware -y, maybe old bioware you know, you have your, like, options, and it's usually, like, jerkish option, greedy option, nice option. Uh -huh. uh, but the good news like is they've got, like, the more New Vegas situation and classic CRPG-type dialogue yeah. where there's tons of skill check options. Yes. Hmm. There are. Though, for, like, the very beginning of the game, none of them matter. And then, like, after a certain point, you kind of hit a critical mass where you can actually go fight things, at which point you become comically overleveled and suddenly you win every skill check forever and there's yeah. like a midpoint where it's properly balanced so i'm level 22 in the game 23 and i have so many skills and skill points and like good equipment that nothing threatens me anymore and like i literally have mind control powers so if somebody it, disagrees with me well, i can just like 
you know, Jedi mind trick them into doing what I want. So what faction did Keith end up joining then? I don't think he's far enough in yet. Uh, it takes a while. Last time we talked, this... you hadn't joined one in either. No. Is it one of those games where it's like balanced to people that just do like the main quest? And if you like no, do a little bit more than you, that, wait, oh, don't, don't you, you have only to do the main the faction quest? if you have the mind control cl- tr- uh, clip uh, chip? Uh, wait. You, you joined the space Mormons. Yeah, I, I, I joined clerics. the clerics. clerics. They're the ones that teach you the mind control. Yeah. Because um, I was so sick of being yelled at by... Yeah, that's, uh, that's the other odd, odd thing, Bert, is that there's three there's three separate factions that are each a separate setting, and then you're uh, joining one of those factions determines what class you are. Yes. But you join the, the faction, like, dozens of hours into playing it. Yeah. Uh, and you have, like, introductory quests. It's fairly long and drawn out getting there. Um, the unfortunate part is the factions are kind of the most interesting part of the game. The actual plot is kind of painfully generic. It's like, you got betrayed. Here's this faction that betrayed you. They're also the villains. You have to fight against them. Oh, they're vaguely ominously evil all over the place. And they've got some kind of, like, oh, hive mind overlord. That, <laughs> it, yeah, sounds like, it sounds like that's what they else. do. Like when people yeah. talk about these games by this developer, they the first thing they mention is factions. That seems to be the consistent variable. Yeah, uh, I think part of it is you described how it was a means to choose your class. Most games start off with it. I think it's nice that you get to have so, that choice, but later it's like story driven as opposed to just an, a choice that you yeah made at the very beginning. The main problem is like you spend all this time joining these factions and kind of getting to know them and dealing with their like internal issues and stuff. And then once you join them, it's the telltale effect of... The payoff is no longer there. They, um... The story is just... Yeah, so I I joined the clerics, and their, the first mission they gave me was hand some soup out to people, and uh, I think go fight something, and then I rank up immediately. And then the next one is, we have some deserters that you need to go kill. And also, go mind control three people for us. I do that, I rank up to max rank. And so it kind of like the moment you join the faction, they become uninteresting. You know, I was hoping that there would be mm. like, you know, a plot line there. But it's, they didn't have the budget for that. The The struggle was getting well, there in the first place. And then once you're actually there, there's nothing because that's locked off to a So a it's like there's the a people. whole story for introducing each faction. But then once you're in each faction, they're essentially like a... A Bethesda faction, yeah, right. Pretty, pretty like, much. Do this one mission to gain one rank. Then do this one mission to gain one rank. Oh, you, then do this mission to gain one like, rank. The guild hall, and there's one person that you talk to every time. Go to this one uh, cave and kill the bad orc who is bad. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it would almost be like in those old RTS games where you would play a faction and they had a completely separate campaign storyline for that faction. Yep. Like, so you guys are missing out on what could be a faction-based game where, like, you essentially have three games in one. It gives you the incentive to play the other factions in another playthrough, but... They're not they're interesting not. enough to really justify it. So, one Sucks. thing, I guess, that would kind of highlight it... Sorry so to the tyranny keep going. problem. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so, one of the problems I, I ran into is I got a quest from the clerics, the faction I joined, and it was this lady who's like, okay, I they won't tell me the truth on our, like, holy scriptures, and I want to see it myself. And I, I like, I want to know what our prophet actually wrote. There's a holy book down in the archives. Go get it for me. You can either sneak in and steal it, uh, join the clerics, and then just go grab it, or hack into the computer system, register yourself as a uh, authorized like user, 
and go take it yourself. And I just went with the easy option, joined the clerics, walked in, stole their most holy of texts <laughs> in front of everybody, walked out the door with it. It's the, like, it's like if, uh, oh, shoot, what's the... Did you have to rank up to, like, what are the holy, high position first? It, it, it's like if I if I just walked in and walked off with the uh, Declaration of Independence or something from the uh, <laughs> Library of Con- Congress. And nobody bat an eye on it because, hey, he's part of the faction. He's allowed to do this, even though, like, the person that gave me the quest was also part of the faction, so I was very confused. I just handed it off to her, and she's like, I'll let you know if there's anything interesting that I, uh, that I find in here. And <gasps> she never does. And I'm like, there's... they must have never found anything interesting in it. Then, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I I guess the uh, <laughs> Ten Commandments of the clerics are uh, do technology and mind control shit, <laughs> and that's it. There has to be more that's to a, him than that's that. That's what I was does thinking. That round up to ten. Is that we're getting at? <laughs> <laughs> round up to yeah, ten well, from zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, mind control and shit have like if five to six is mind control shit, and then one to, one, to, <laughs> one to four. Ten Commandments yeah. of Hypnotoad. <laughs> praise hypnotoad praise hypnotoad praise hypnotoad and i don't know it's a neat game but it's also one of those where they it's so big that they as a studio of like 10 to 20 people like it's a small company couldn't hope to populate it with enough interesting things um there's a there's another companion quest where your your guy uh this guy grabs you by the side of the road and he's like you gotta help me you know these people are out to get me i need you to protect me meet me by the city and we'll kind of get to the bottom of this and main character's like okay uh so you meet him by the city you find the guy that's handing out the bounties on this guy and you confront him and he's like i ain't telling you shit and then you threaten him vaguely and he's like i'm telling you everything except for who hired me and so he pretty (laughs) much outs every single bounty hunter he handed the uh bounties to which coincidentally is uh, uh people from the the companions you know deep dark past and so you walk up to them and every time you talk to them you're like you know why are you doing this and they're like why don't you ask him and i'm like <laughs> okay sure but before i can do that they immediately fight me so i can't even like resolve this peacefully apart from maybe throwing money at them to sell the bounty back to me um but you know they kind of played up that Every person that he, this guy ever met and like worked with hates his guts for some reason, but no one will tell you why, especially not him. So you get to the Uh, final guy mm -hmm. and I walk up to him and he's not associated with the guy at all. He's just some random dude that the companion pissed off in passing. (laughs) And I'm like, who are you and why? What do you want with this guy? Why don't you ask him? (laughs) And then the immediate next thing that Good happened Lord, was I was given cult of passive aggressive people. I was given that then are very so, aggressive. Before I could, well, sort of. Before I could actually talk to my companion and ask him why this man would possibly hate him. Oh, you have companions. Yeah, yourself? you have companions. I think there's six of them. Okay. Um, but so before I can ask my companion why this guy hates him, <laughs> I'm given the three options of spare. Uh, f- spare and forgive, or just outright murder. I think there's like wait, oh, wait, the guy or your companion? Uh, the the other guy. You can't murder uh, your companion okay. because, of course, that's that's not an option. So before I can figure out who this guy is and why he hates my companion, I have to decide whether or not I should kill him. And I'm like, but, wait, uh, I want to go discuss this. And even like the companion even interjected to say like, you know. You've been making my life a living hell for the past couple of years. 
And in any other game, the dialogue would switch over to the NPC, uh, the companion character. You talk to them for a while and then switch back to the guy. But no. So I forgave the guy at first. And my companion's like, why would you do that? And he walks off and he's like, so-and-so disapproves of what you've done. And I'm like, I just wanted to know why. <laughs> we can kill him right now. I have my flamethrower ready. Um, so I reloaded sound, and went back. That sounds like when I accused my companion of murder and he was like, this guy idolizes you now. <laughs> was, the, was the prompt. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's that, a weird prompt to get. It The companion relation system is very strange. <laughs> I actually had to give Durus the boot because he kept judging me for being a nice person to the clerics. Just because he hates the clerics, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. I, I learned all the way back in Nice the Old Republic. There are just some companions you don't want to bring with you on some yeah, planets to some just, situations. They just don't like you for whatever reason. So what ends up happening is I kill the guy Morgan because... Was, is, disapproves of something <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> so I I end up killing the uh, the big bad for this guy's companion line. And then I go and ask the companion, hey, why did this guy want to kill you? And he's like, well, I killed a beast. And then I was harvesting a meat, and then this guy and his friends came over, and they wanted it instead, and they were shooting at me. So I booby-trapped it and ran away, and I guess he survived, so now he hates my guts. And I'm like, that's not <laughs> the payoff I was expecting. <laughs> like, I was expecting, uh, I, I was expecting, like, some deep, dark secret from his past, you know, betrayal. A morbid love Like, affair. why are all of your friends out to kill you now? Why is this guy out to kill you? And it's like, oh... Uh, well, I technically booby-trapped, uh, the stuff he stole from me, and I'm like, that's not the plot payoff I was hoping for, that's barely <laughs> even, like, character development for you. <laughs> and, by the way, for the fight against the guy that's been torturing him for the past, uh, couple of years, he stood there and is like, oh, are we fighting now? And then he got glitched on a barrel and stood there. Uh, <laughs> his companion AI is broke as shit. I had a uh, fun AI situation, actually, immediately in that game. Like, episode two, which is... <laughs> That wouldn't uh, surprise me. It's really bad. So (laughs) Duras was escorting me to the first capital city area, and I wandered off to find Acid Axe Guy, and he and then he like two shot me. So next time I came back, and I'm like, I'm gonna lure that guy to Duras is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So I lured him up to Duras, and I'm like, let's fight. And Duras would not aggro on him. He'd stay there. Yeah. Yeah, and and Duras is programmed to. Uh, go from point to point along a path and every time you get close to him he moves to the next point and so he's like escorting you but also waiting for you and if you <laughs> aggro an enemy he does not have like an aggro radius to attack the enemy he'll just keep walking mm-hmm. away from me down the path every time you try to to uh, get yeah. him to fight the dude and I'm Kinda like Duris what are you doing aren't you Wasn't escorting me right now was that you in were the doing, yeah. that where you were running around in circles uh Okay, uh, you guys go. I've got another story with Duras doing that exact sort of oh, thing. Okay, I was just asking: was this during a tutorial section, or was this in the actual? More case? or less, like you finish it's, the yeah. tiny linear encapsulated area, and then you meet Duras, and he's like, "I'll take you to my people." Is it's and always you, really and he's funny. Like a fixed path. It's really funny to play a game in the tutorial where, like, you have an AI companion, and the AI just doesn't react to you doing things because the game expects you to like take care of things yeah. on your own it's like i'm going to get the game throws this monster at you like i'm you have to kill this monster are you thinking and if of there's game a grumps right now uh, yeah i'm thinking of that specifically <laughs> like that's the most recent example that comes to mind but like 
Yeah, they came, they, they, they played Fire games. Emblem Warriors, and in, in, oh. in like one of the first missions, they just like I'm not gonna fight him. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my companions fight him, and all his companions were just standing still at the, surrounding a monster, and the monster was also standing still, and they're like, <laughs> "Get him, take him down, quick before <laughs> yeah. it's too late!" And everyone's just standing there, and they're just yeah. waiting for the player to beat him up, and everyone and like there's just not a fight happening because everyone's standing still, and so Aaron lured the monster towards one of the enemies. Uh, to uh, to, towards one of his allies and made him get hit, and the ally still wasn't responding. <laughs> he was still standing. He would like fall over and then get back up and still stand there. Yeah, tutorials are weird. Good shit. <laughs> so Shell had uh, brought up. I ran into your situation, but kind of worse. So this is still when I was like level ten. I was still pretty weak. I ran t- all the way to the clerics area. There's a teleporter that brings you there, but they never tell you about it. You have to find it randomly. Uh, which mm-hmm. sucks. So I walked the from the southwest corner of the map to the northeast, uh, which took like an hour. It's mm-hmm. a big map without those teleporters. Uh, Especially since you have to avoid I, a lot of enemies. Yeah. Every enemy sub-level 15 will kill you. Even like the most basic creatures can take off like a quarter of your health and hit. And mm-hmm. it's rough. It's like kind of Dark Souls level of stakes. The rats except aren't for, like, so bad though. The rats? Yeah, the rats yeah. are easy. But like there are raptors that like don't even have skulls next to the names, so you're like, yeah, I can fight them in one shot too. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I run across the map because at this point, uh, I told you about the bug where Duris one shots everything now, right? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. I bugged him out. I bugged him out to the point where anything he hits dies, no matter what it is. <laughs> High end boss, combat mech, giant troll. Uh, plot important NPC, anything, <laughs> anything that he strikes dies. Plot important NPC. Uh, so at one point I, I killed a quest giver by accident because Duris Oops. aggroed on, onto them <laughs> in combat and they shot them. It was, uh, really, really, it wasn't important because the game kind of does that thing where it like reloads res- them. No, it restructures the plot. So oh, like you can really? get past. Yeah. They're like, this will have in- impacts on the plot, but like really you could kill everyone and probably probably still beat the game huh. um but so i i'm given a quest to go find a drug dealer that's been operating out of the hort which is the cleric's starting area and eventually track him down to a a like uh an outpost outside of town and he's like you know uh, feel free to search my things you won't find anything and you find like a bag of drugs like <laughs> all of his merchandise and he's like it's what? Just a, what about it what are you gonna do to bag me with drugs written on it <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like just the most damning evidence he could have had in his locker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to turn you in. Like, this is absolutely not okay. What did you expect I was going to do? And he's like, well, I'm not going down without a fight. And then he immediately aggros on me. Now, I was still kind of low level and kind of low gear at this point. Like, I'm, I, I was probably 10 hours into the game at this point so like you'd think i'd be able to hold my own in a fight but no this guy was skull level difficulty if you've ever played like a uh an mmo yeah but warns you old... like this will kill you <laughs> yeah exactly like he he three shot me uh uh-huh. and if he pulled out his gun he would two shot me or something like that like it was it was an unwinnable fight but i have duris the one-shotting champion of justice but who had... stood there standing next to me and being like uh, griping about the clerics. And I run past the guy. The guy hits Duris in the face, and Duris is like, I don't really like the clerics. And I'm like, no, pull out your bow and shoot the guy. Like, I'm dying here. 
And eventually I realized Durus is not programmed to fight NPCs that are optional. Like, he will uh-huh. fight Reavers, he will fight Bandits, he will fight whatever. But if it's, like, a, a character that you can have dialogue with, even if that person is inevitably going to turn on you and attack you if you pick the wrong option, Durus will stand there and watch. Uh, and uh. so me not wanting to give up on this because, like, this is the last thing preventing – this is the last thing I need to do before I join the clerics, which will get me nice new armor and guns and all sorts of things. So I proceeded to spend the next 10 minutes running in circles around – I was effectively playing Ring Around the Rosie – Shooting the guy with my machine gun, 700 shots, I think, to the face was what took to kill the guy. And Duras just stood there and watched the entire time. I just remember hearing you, Duras! Yeah, I was, like, screaming at him the entire (laughs) time. I was furious. Yeah. We both had our repeatedly shouting Duras' name moment. (laughs) It's just mine happened in the first hour. Yeah, well, I no, I've had many circumstances. I had like uh, critters biting me, and I'm like flying above. Durus is like standing below me with his sword out, looking straight upwards as there's like a raptor right next to him, also doing the same thing. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, dude. There's, like, a, there's a fair number of weird, janky things, like how if you're in a fight against random wildlife that ha- that aggro's in town against town people. And you accidentally hit the other person during the fight, then they will be aggro to you after yep. the creature's oh, yeah. dead. Or uh, my personal favorite is if you just don't put your weapon away fast enough, they'll aggro on you. Oh, if dude, you manually if you stow your chance, weapon, everyone's be like, "What are you doing there? You put that just, away." And I'm like, we, "If you, you just <laughs> were fighting, remember?" If you accidentally walk into somebody's bedroom, they will <laughs> aggro on you and attack you. <laughs> uh, so, like, at one point, I was trying to find a bed so I could fast forward to morning so I could see shit because it was dark. And I walk into somebody's room. I see a bed. I walk over to it. And they're like, what are you doing? And then stabbed me to death. And I'm like, <laughs> Like, there was no preamble. Else's house, but it wasn't, it wasn't ever marked. It was just a generic house this entire time. It had never been, like, established that there were private residences in the game. I just figured it was kind of the, like, <laughs> generic set to, piece. It is funny, though, to walk into somebody's house and then have them be, get, the, get out of my house. And I'm like, <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> Fair enough. But that was that was the first time I had, like, oh, been bed. in a house. And they, they just stabbed me. But if you can make it to the bed before they get pissed at you, you can sleep for the rest of the night on, yes. on unmolested, <laughs> which is great. It is 100% in many ways exactly as janky and awkward and oddly charming as, like, Morrowind. Yeah, like it's that kind of experience playing it. Like you have so mm. many options and so many things to do and so much to explore, and there's so many weird things to get used to that don't make sense. And it's just uh. part of. And it's I've been. It's one of those things where like so many of the things about it would have been a like should should be a flaw, but I'm just having fun all the time. So so it's the just last like, I just thing don't care. <laughs> the last thing I want to mention is the flamethrower in the game. So. In normal games, you have the flamethrower, and it, like, eats through ammo ammo like nobody's business, right? Sure. Well, every weapon in in Elex has three settings. So the bow has, like, homing arrow, regular arrow, and shotgun arrow, uh, which, like... Okay. It's kind of weird. <laughs> How do you shotgun but, like, whatever. arrow? You fire multiple, I guess. I don't know. Um, All right. And... Guns have burst fire, single shot, and rapid fire, and, like, there's EMP for the plasma pistol and maybe some other ones. The flamethrower has the non-functional mode, which I have yet to figure out how to get it to work. I've died trying to get it to even do a thing uh, against an enemy, so I just never use it anymore. The generic Uh flamethrower mode 
and the rocket launcher mode where you fire a a single shot of flame at an enemy and it explodes knocking them on their ass and taking off about eighth of, an eighth of their health from like any enemy doesn't matter what uh so like at one point i find a combat mech and i'm like okay uh these things are usually a problem i'm gonna see if i can flim through it i shoot it in the feet and it falls over it gets back up again i shoot it in the feet again it falls over I stunlock the thing to death and then proceed to kill every single other creature in the area. Uh, so Keith had mentioned Green Axe Guy. Well, I I encountered Green Axe Guy with this flamethrower. Him and all of his friends. There were about ten of them. They all stacked up on a bridge. I shot them in the feet. They all fell over. Got back up again and fell over again because I shot them with the flamethrower. It is magic and terrible. Use the flamethrower. <laughs> it, it will change your your experience with the game. I think I'm like level seven or something. It doesn't matter. As soon as you can use that thing, everything dies. Like I run into skull enemies and I just sit there shooting them with fire until they're dead. It is a weird system. I just... Like I think I think in this game you don't have stats, or you or like your people have been saying that your level up screen for your stats like isn't your stats basically yeah it, like it's they don't the matter prerequisites for skills and weapons and stuff like that but like your actual stats are essentially invisible and you don't get yeah, to see what uh, they are because there's weirdly the higher, not like a stat breakdown screen anywhere in the game yeah the higher your dex is uh does not actually affect damage i think it scales based on your level and like the the actual perks that you get but that's about it it's weird that's I what a lot of the skills like are. Is a, lot, a lot of the different skills and perks you get just say increases your thing by something per, and it increase and it scales with your level is often what they say. And it's like that's all you get to go on. Like there's no stats anywhere and you can't tell how anything's doing. It's it's a it's odd. There's a lot of like background questions that might be impossible to answer in game about how the it's, mechanics work. <laughs> it's like binding of Isaac, uh, and how like it has like this crazy complicated math for how your damage is calculated and everything else, but without like a third-party mod, you will never know. You can kind of guess based on like what the attribute screen says you have, but it's complete nonsense and then caps out at a certain point. Yeah, I just I've just been having fun exploring, and it hasn't gotten old yet. Yeah, I did not expect it us got to spend this me much for a... the time playing talking about the same game again. <laughs> yeah. I think well, that was this was the primary topic of the last podcast, I think. Yeah, kind of. I, it's like the only other notable game I've been playing recently. Otherwise, it's just been kind of the other stuff. I mean, we've been pl- playing Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC. Yeah, but it's just Horizon Zero. Oh, that's actually something. That, so, uh, Keith, you've you played Horizon Zero Dawn, but you haven't touched the DLC yet. No. Right. OK, wait. No, is in like you haven't touched the DLC, but you played the base game. Yeah. Okay, uh, so it's pretty much par for the course for regular Horizon Zero Dawn, but the budget went up because Horizon Zero Dawn was kind of made on a not a shoestring budget, but it was kind of their their it last like, attempt to it do something. It seemed like a morbidly expensive game. Yeah, uh, they got a lot of funding from it, but if they had failed and like not done well, it would have been the end of their studio. Like Guerrilla Games lived and died by the success of Horizon Zero Dawn, and it worked really well for them. Um, but it, had they failed with it, it, they would have shut down, probably. Uh, and so they were stretched. It, it was a fantastic product, but compared to what they did for the DLC, it becomes obvious that they were stretched thin. Because 
everything is better for the DLC. The environments look nicer. The robots but are cooler. Then again, the DLC is sort of like a little mini story well, yeah. expansion but like that they didn't charge as much before the end of the game but like if you compare it to any of the other regions in game like you know just the starting region compared to the dlc they're almost like different uh so like the characters for the base game they they talk but like the facial animations were kind of weird and awkward and like for the most part they just kind of like sway back and forth when they talk and maybe every once in a while they'll gesticulate one thing i really like about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's animations is how they handle eyes, how yeah. they have them darting and like what do they flitting. Do? They actually kind of look like real people. Like they are. You know how people adjust their focus when they're talking with someone and their eyes just sort of do little shimmies? Yeah. Very minute ones. They have that and so, it's really In the base subtle, game, though, they were, nice. just, they were just random, though. So they didn't really. The illusion falls apart if you were looking at it for too long. Yeah, or their eyes it, like just randomly tweak around during the yeah. like scenes. It's like their head nod and their eyes. Like all of them were, they were just random movements that weren't mm-hmm. even tied but to the line they were saying. This in this DLC though, it's like they, it is. They, they actually, be. they actually took that that criticism that people had said, and so like their eyes twitch fairly naturally now, as opposed to just constantly. And, like, at one point, one guy walks kind of off camera, and the camera follows him, and he's, like, throwing his arms up and, like, swinging him around because he's frustrated. And I'm like, this is kind of unusual because the base game had this, but to a much lesser degree. And so you have Aloy. So it had a cutout. It was, like, a... Yeah. They changed a change of scene. Yeah. Rather than just flip-flopping between one character perspective and another. And so the reason why this is kind of important is Aloy doesn't do this. She's not capable of animating this much and her face looks markedly less good than all of the uh all of the npcs you're talking to because her face is kind of like plastic smooth in comparison and doesn't animate nearly as much and so it's very weird kind of watching the slightly outdated model talk to the latest model within the same game uh and i've never run into that before because i don't think i've ever seen another game kind of have a massive jump up in budget just for a mm. DLC. I still say before. they're some of the best people I've ever seen in a game. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, even the base game is wonderful, but it's it's just remarkable how much of a difference... So they, they reused, like, her model yeah, or something they like that? Can't, they can't yeah. switch her out. Because right. if, if they had a new Aloy model the moment you hit the DLC, you're supposed to interchangeably go back and forth. And I think gotcha. that's kind of the problem. If, if it was, like, a standalone thing, they could have done a new model or any number of things, but... Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't literally just go here right before the end of the pre- uh, end of the main game and do that stuff. And it actually so, sets you back. Yeah, if you're switching back and forth, it would be jarring because her model would change, so they couldn't do it. So she ends up being this kind of weird plastic person in a land of almost real people, and huh. it's it's fun to watch because you can see them bridging the uncanny valley in a really good way, but you can also see there's very clear like obvious steps that they've been taking the entire time we also met just one of the most hilarious characters ever that's yeah and i what was his name Give Gil- me a gildan yeah gildan you had to check his underwear for that <laughs> he has the same name as the brand of underwear well, okay that I'm wearing. so it's one letter off i it's actually gildan in the game with a u but i i was looking at it, i'm like you know what i know why his name so sounds familiar it's your underwear and wander during our stream was like <laughs> 
No, it's not my underwear. He actually like looks down at his underwear and it just says Gildan, but it's with an A-N. I, I thought that I had like had an epiphany and that it was going to be awesome. And the people in chat loved it. They're like, your underwear is named Gildan. <laughs> but it was it's it, off by one letter, but it sounds exactly the same. Is wow. Aloy still played Crocs by Ashley Birch? In this model is yeah. exaggerated. That's actually surprising. A crotch bulge? Where? Nothing, what? I wouldn't worry about it. The conversation's already moved on. <laughs> if we dwell on this, then it's weird. I was curious to see if Ashley Birch would be suddenly missing as the title character because there was the voice actor strike. That's why she's not in. Uh, that's why she's not in Life is Strange as the title oh. character of that game. And wait, there's a voice actor strike right now. I, I heard of one going in on, September. but oh, I wonder. I didn't even hear if... about it. It lasted I, over a year. Well, I mean, there's... <laughs> whoops, I guess I suck. <laughs> yeah, it was over a year, and it's the reason why Life is Strange's prequel has Chloe back as the main character, but she's not played by Ashley Birch, which is weird to like bring back that, the character as the lead character, and she's played by someone else entirely. That might almost all be a good idea anyway, because I think Ashley Birch like is winning multiple awards so i can only imagine she's getting more expensive by the game uh, and for life is strange which is definitively lower budget that's super uh, not the reason why she's not in it though oh yeah and also but, life is strange is a morbidly successful property for yeah you're right about the that. scale that it's on and it's published by square enix yeah mm. so it's no, no that's a good small point. project on any know. level really here, I wonder. It's, I wonder it's if like a laser-focused project to specifically be successful with that exact demographic. We found uh, Jennifer Hale in the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Ashley Birch was very explicitly not in it because of the strike, which is why I was confused that there was an expansion for Horizon already. And I'm like, uh, I, that has that work. I wonder if Horizon Zero, like the the developers are Guerrilla Games, right? Yeah. I wonder if they were separated enough out from the uh, Writers Guild strike, that, or not writers, voice actors strike, that they simply just like weren't boycotted like other studios were. I mean, yeah, it could easily be that the voice actors had qualms with specific companies that were much larger and known for underpaying their actors, whereas maybe a smaller studio that is more, I don't want to say, in, like, they're, they're more uh, acquainted they have a better relationship with the people that they work with. Because, yeah, Ash Ashley Birch was mocapping for the Frozen Wilds back in June, so she yeah. was very distinctively... Oh, yeah, they, they did. So Wait, it, they it are looks, doing mocaps. Hmm. It looks like... It, it was... I can't find the full list anywhere. The wiki only shows a few of them, which is annoying. <laughs> but they... It was... It was apparently, it was seven. I mean, it was it was 11 developers and publishers, including Activision, EA, Insomniac, Take-Two, and WB. So yeah. maybe, So I guess maybe it just wasn't Sony. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it wasn't Sony and specifically probably wasn't Guerrilla Games. Oh, also, uh, speaking of, like, companies and... Like It'd be the weird potential if it was for Gorilla things games. closing. Is it is it not Guerrilla Games? Who are the people that made uh, Horizon not, Zero Dawn? I thought it was. No, I'm just saying it'd be weird if it was Guerrilla Games because why would who would be like all prepped for their strike against this company that's only made one game in like five years? Uh, what? Why are it's you? All like, it's all like big names like EA and Activision and WB. There's people that they have like problems with. Yeah, so I, I think that's why she got around it. It's because Guerrilla Games is small enough and 
I would not be surprised if they aren't more voice actor friendly than EA, for example, by like a significant margin. Oh, yeah. So I've been perusing Twitter the other day, and someone had said that Motiga dissolved or yes. closed down. Didn't they come out with Gigantic more yeah. recently? Um, what else have they worked on? Motiga existed purely for Gigantic. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Gigantic or Motiga at all, or no? You used to mention Gigantic way before it ever came out, and then yeah. never so again, more or less. It had really nice it artwork. Was, it was a game that was doomed from the very inception. Well, isn't that because it was competing with Overwatch when... Well, so that's the thing. Like, the game, it was a MOBA? The game was put into closed beta back in 2013 or 14, more or less when we were all really kind of starting YouTube. I guess, Keith, you don't really count on that. You started your own channel. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but it, it was like, uh, it w it was very much like a, a startup company made by X, whatever devs probably came from league of legends or whoever. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. but so, uh, specifically the main reason why I knew about them was because there was another YouTuber who was starting the same time as us who worked for them as a QA guy. And so he clued me into who it and this? got me into the beta. Uh, jeez. His channel uh, lived and fell within a couple of months, so I don't even remember ah. anymore. Uh, of course, you're checking Twitter because you're friends with everyone. You, I still follow some people. Um, mm -hmm. I, oh, well. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I think... Yeah, his name was Vince. Vince Vice, maybe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was on the he was on the Let's Play subreddit for a while, and I was friends with him for whatever reason. When I Google uh, Vince Vice, I get DJ for electronic music, so I can see that <laughs> happening if uh, yeah. somebody hopping from Let's Playing to well, uh, apparently he's a uh, he's a performance tester performance at Bungie testing. now, so I guess things worked out for him. But he was right. QA for uh, Motiga, and uh, so I was really excited for that that game because it actually looked like a MOBA that I was interested in because yep. it wasn't. There wasn't, like, gear treadmilling, and it was more kind of like a... The most iconic image of it is an owl man. Yeah, they had a really nice, like, not low-poly style, but, like, it was mm -hmm. very... It was, like, a cartoony 3D that would yep. be nice and, like, timeless. But the problem was, A, it was in closed beta for way too long, and you don't really want to do that with a MOBA, where, like, your yeah. player base needs to be large for it to succeed. And they also struck a deal with Microsoft, specifically to only release on the Xbox One and the Windows Store. Everyone's and favorite store. They were stuck there for three years. So mm. they finally went into open beta, I want to say in like 2016, late 2015, somewhere in there. Uh -huh. And nobody heard about it. And then I think a couple months ago, it finally hit Steam. And it was actually popular for a little while. But the problem is, Overwatch was already out. Yeah. And so and now it the was, studio is gone. It was dead <laughs> on arrival, uh, more or mm. less, because they waited too long. They 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 would have been fine, probably, if they had released totally publicly in, like, an easy-to-distribute platform. Uh, yep. And, you know, gone open beta and let people in. So why is it that... This also reminds me of the situation that we had with Star Trek only being released on CBS's specific it's network because thing. They, they want, want to incentivize it, but it just seems... Like... Yeah, it's because they want their subscription service or their storefront to exist by 
by uh, making a game, uh, a popular game or show or series or whatever, be on your service, people have to get that instead, or they have to re- resort to piracy. So for uh, for Game of Thrones, for a lot of people, they have to subscribe HBO. to the HBO thing. Yeah. And it works because Game of Thrones is crazy, crazy popular. And so CBS was hoping maybe the latest Star Trek will be amazing and people will jump on it and it'll shotgun our our uh, our subscription service up high. But in the end, they're really just stealing small amounts of pe- money from people who sub for the month, watch the series, and then leave. Well, I just think the outrage was that anyone outside of the U.S. could get it on Netflix. Yeah. It's just the type of thing where... What we care about is an individual property, an individual show or game or whatever the hell, but it's owned by a much larger company, and that company doesn't care about that particular product. They care about their overall margins and what they can push with that thing, which is Mm -hmm. how you get decisions like the loot boxes, for example, in Battlefront 2. Oh, boy. That was like Uh, a huge exploding thing for a while there. uh, (laughs) I think it's still a little um, ongoing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, all in game transactions now. It's one of those things where, like it's gross because like M- dice, until December, like dice mm-hmm. had to apologize for what was clearly like EA's choice and stuff like that, and it's like yeah. this is gross. I but it's, yeah, it's like somebody who owns all the shit just mandates stuff for their bottom line because that's what they care more about than actually having like the game be good or the movie be good. It's like. Yeah. That company doesn't really care about how Star Trek does. They just care about how they can use Star Trek to make themselves better off. So they're like, oh, we can use... This is the an IP we can abuse and its loyal fan base of to get people to subscribe wow, to our, our, uh, stre- our streaming dropping. service. Well, it's probably huh. dropping because no one's getting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm looking now and it's like... it's It hasn't been released yet. It's still pre-ordered, right? But it's uh, like you can maybe. pre-order it for like these... It. Deep I discounts think it's, now. I think it's a, available on EA Access. It's been out for two uh, days. Okay. Because I know the uh, the Xbox One version is already half off for the Black Friday sale. I know. So. That's what I'm looking <laughs> oh, at right now. Every, well, that's yeah. right. It's, it's Black Friday. That's, that's well, going to be coming up. So part of it is well, they got so many uh, refund requests that they actually shut down their refund page. What? Yeah, that yeah. was, a, that was um, an issue with the pre-order thing yeah uh so you can't you can't refund a pre-order through like the online portal that was never something that was allowed and people just Um... saw it and ran with it but it's uh you always had to so basically if you want to return the game you wait till it goes out and then you can return it but internet being what it is people saw it and ran with it Okay. Just like they Jokes said, on you, you were all people who pre-order EA games. <laughs> yeah. Just like people were like, oh, the EA What's stock wrong crashed with you? or whatever. And I, it's well, I mean, gone down by four points. That's what EA needs is a loyal <laughs> following. That's the company to give that to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre-ordering EA games. Gross. <laughs> I, Gross. Were people doing it for Mass Effect? Yeah, I did it for yeah. Mass Effect. I did it for I Mass Effect because it was my job. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and it for, literally allowed me to make videos like five days early because of EA Access. That's like a different thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because people, there's the incentive yeah. to like, oh, you can get it before Jeez, release. if you own stock in EA in 2012, you have a crap ton of money right now. <laughs> that wouldn't be what you're looking up right now. <laughs> um, Stocks. Well, I mean, it's Bird. He is is a captain of industry now or something. (laughs) Um, 
But I... Uh, the Battlefront thing is such a sad... I, I loved Battlefront... The original Battlefront the old 2 ones, as a yeah. I played the shit out of it. I, I actively it organized great. LAN parties I remember you didn't just get... so I'd have people to play with because Battlefront nobody 2 else is played still it. on Steam and people still play it. Yeah. Yep. You could, yeah I, everyone I who's they... mad about this can just go play the good one that's still there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, why? It's like, it's so much cheaper too and yeah. better. So just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that you used to unlock the like for every world there was always an like an imperial and uh rebel or republic versus yeah. the CIS uh fight and you would get a couple different like ground troop varieties or droids depending on what you were and then there'd be one primary character like Vader or Luke and stuff and they would be the one that you could eventually build up to during the course of your battle. This, though, what do they mean by purchasing that? Yeah, so I actually don't know enough about Battlefront 2 to really talk about it. The moment I heard that there was going to be... I played Battlefront 2, though. That's what it was from. You mean Battlefront 3. This is the third one. No, this is Battlefront 2, the the sequel to Battlefront, the reboot. Yeah, so this is actually the fourth Battlefront game. This is the fourth? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because there was Battlefront 1 and 2 back in the 2000s. And there's Battlefront 1 and 2 back in the now. Yeah, <laughs> and they did um, not change the names even a little bit. Oh, yeah. Actually, okay. Yes, they I, did. I played the Actually, old they ones. did. The old ones had a colon in their name. Uh, and even that's... that's not entirely true because none of them have colons in their logos. Just for some reason, all of the old <laughs> ones are officially listed with colons and the new ones aren't. What? That's just uh... awful. You can tell them yeah, apart I, I because the old, the, old one ha- the old one has the old Star Wars logo and the new one has the new Star Wars logo, which is almost identical because it's the same font, but all the new Disney movies are a weird thing where they have Star Wars and then a giant border and it's all small text and then a giant actual title in the middle of it. Like Man, Rogue One. I... Uh... Never mind. <laughs> Star Wars. The Star Wars. Would you like more Star Wars with your say... Star Wars with the infinite Star Wars loop? <laughs> I was gonna say I don't. I was gonna say, man, I don't care. But then I realized that would <laughs> yeah. sound a little bit too <laughs> sarcastic. I, I don't care. Welcome to wave three. Welcome to phase three of the Star Wars merchandising push. It happened <laughs> yeah. in Star 70s, Wars. Yeah. Oh, God, and then the still. thousands, and now it's happening in the twenty tens again. Mm-hmm. Would you like your another Star Wars sword with the more sword? <laughs> this one shoots more lasers too. Does it make noises Would you like, like, to like see the, the little accelerometer of the fucking stormtrooper helm? Wow, this uh-huh. one's slightly more angular. Isn't this interesting merchandise? It's I'm totally just waiting for the lightsabers from Ace Windu and Darth Maul. I'm just waiting for somebody to ones. have the double-bladed Not Kylo Ren cross-hilt lightsaber for extra fuckery. Now, for for Kotor killed my interest in Star Wars. Yeah, because <laughs> Kotor's good. Yeah, and Star Wars I has never, it never, no Star Wars movie has ever been as interesting or ever will be as interesting as Kotor. Pretty much, yeah. it really makes me wonder. There are yeah. rumors of another like spin-off trilogy don't, that's going to be going on. Don't give a shit. You it's going to be an EA game, be, and therefore it's not worth my time. They said it's going to be in a new time period don't. that was never experienced before. Are we so talking like, are games they doing or movies? Movies. Okay, <laughs> movies are, I still and have a hard television time caring. show. Is it going to be the old Republic? Is it going to be when the Republic was like still alive and kicking? Is it going to be in the future? I'm just wondering how long they can maintain the this trend of the franchise. 
franchise have being exactly 50% prequels while also every prequel being always bad <laughs> every single yeah. time. Because they've insisted on it for some reason. Like, all the way down to, like, the original series had a spin-off movie in in the form of the the Christmas special. Oh. And, <laughs> and then the the spin-off movie for the prequels was uh, was Clone Wars. So, they, they so like, the original trilogy, the first trilogy and second trilogy both had a weird bastard stepchild spin-off. So, it's still the four Clone and four Wars at that point. The Clone Wars movie was to introduce you to the television series, But it's still, it's still another movie for... It, I'm saying that both the... Both sets, both trilogies had a weird bastard stepchild fourth movie that is like forgotten by you time, forgot but is actually there. You forgot about the droids movies with the Ewoks. Those were OVAs. Those don't count. Who cares? <laughs> but like now they're like, we made episode seven. Here's a prequel. We made episode eight. Here's Han Solo's prequel. Like, why are you doing <laughs> oh, yeah. this? Why oh, is it the always Han Solo. Movies? Why is it always fifty percent prequels? What is that an agreement that George Lucas made with them? Is that like if you make if you use my franchise, every other movie has to be a prequel forever? Because, like, they've stuck with it. I don't know why. I think it's just because they want to get to the point where, you know how with some series... Well, I mean, actually, it's true with Star Wars, even. It's is it called every Solo, year or every two a years? Star yeah. Wars story? It yep. is. That's so Star Wars lame. Story. It, is, it has gone through three directors now, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It started with two, and they finished filming. Well, the final Those Star guys Wars quit right the before trilogy. they were done filming. <laughs> yeah. And then they finished filming and then brought on the last director to put the whole movie together. That which sounds is exactly oh, no, like they suicide squatted it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sounds like exactly like the clusterfuck that happens to every DC movie lately is that it goes yeah. to like 17 different people and it's nobody's creative vision and some corporation finally shits it out because it has to get done and then you just deal with what came out and it's like a disaster boy Star Wars everybody aren't you excited <laughs> decade three <laughs> It'll be be continuing long after you died, and Disney will never never lose it because they changed how copyright works. (laughs) Star Wars makes me think of The Simpsons. Like, yeah, they're getting the franchise that spun out way beyond (laughs) its shelf life. There was there was a romance to the first, the original three movies because there was a beginning beforehand and an afterward that like was kind of implied, but there was a nice finality to the three movies and. Now that Disney's picked it up and is bringing the universe back again, some part of me is kind of happy because it's like, okay, cool. Star Wars is a decent universe, and I'd rather see more stuff in like Star Wars than some other. I just don't like how this new trilogy is a rehash of the old yeah, one. Yeah, it feels weirdly derivative, and it's <laughs> lost that finality that it had prior. Because like, even have the prequels. Second- we already have a second movie where the main character goes off and, and leaves all their friends to go to a weird planet to learn from a hermit how to use the force. And I'm yep, like, God damn yep. it. <laughs> yep. I can't wait for the assault on a snow planet. <laughs> I, wonder, uh, I wonder if this movie will end with a scene where somebody's loved one is being carried away prisoner and they might never be back ever again in some kind of like bounty hunter ship <laughs> as they shoot at them and effectually not being able to stop the ship but they try anyway and then the movie ends uh, be do fair, we want to take that a, was a do, really good ending do we want to it was take a good ending, and they're going yeah, to do it, it again we're going to get so, everything all the way down to like because this is going to be the equi- like the equivalent of the Star Trek trilogy where they're yelling con and I'm like what are you doing stop no <laughs> oh, I almost no. thought that in this next movie they were going to do the whole you know maybe Ray yeah, gets the, like potentially that the trailer the leads you to side. believe that, but they're completely different. I know it's because the trailers are they have, in, in the yeah, trailer, there's clearly two different scenes spliced together, no, 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 first no, no, of no. all. It, but Rogue One's that part. but Rogue One's entire trailer was not in the movie ever. 
no scenes from Rogue One were in the trailer were in the movie. I should go watch that so, trailer because yeah, I haven't seen Rogue Mar- One's trailers. Remember that? Yeah, there's an icon. The, the most memorable scene of that movie of that trailer is the main character who I've already forgotten the name of because I've also forgotten her character Jim and everything Urso? about that movie. Is so shit. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's her in a light up hallway that looks like those like long shop lights, those like long beam lights and oh, everything. Oh yeah, it was that imperial thing. And they're lighting thing, yeah. the entire hallway, and it's a circular hallway, and she looks at the camera, and it's like all lighting up, and like it's the most memorable image from the trailer. And just like every other thing else in the trailer, none of it shows up in the movie ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't referring to the whole like Kylo Ren reaching out with his hand, and it looks like Ray was speaking with him. No, it's not that. It was the whole um, Snoke torturing Ray, like actually physically in the same room as her nah like unless she's able to break out i don't want to speculate it on a part from who do we think is going to get carbonated yeah who who gets the carbonate this time is it going to be uh is his name the movie ends or is it going to be finn Finn nearly got killed in the last movie oh my god it's gonna be the pilot and finn's gonna be like no my lover Mm-hmm. How about, how about that list? Like, is those two are together Dameron? now? It goes Poe past, it goes past a romance. <laughs> oh, I have I have a good suggestion. C three PO gets carbonated. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, oh, oh my word! I believe to be in, in I actually forgot they were in the movie. Uh, the droids were in the movie. <laughs> well, yep. yeah, that's the thing. R two D two's back. R two D two's amazing. C three PO supposedly everyone that's ever worked with uh, Daniels, who's the actor that portrays him, says that he is the most difficult member of the crew. And he and Baker, who plays R two D two, have never gotten along ever. Baker wants to, but the uh, the the guy that does C three PO is an apparently an asshole. <laughs> it's Anthony gonna be like Daniels? hard to watch the Jedi awesome. again and see like the happy ending, and then realize that all of those people are probably gonna be dead in the next three movies. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Daniels is an English like, they're actor. They're just gonna and kill all artist. three of them, right? Oh, they've already. <laughs> they've got it. There we go. <laughs> like, I mean, they pretty much kill, they're just gonna kill off Luke and Leia. They can't just go off and live happily ever after off camera somewhere. They've got to die. Like, really, I, I that, could that's maybe good, goodwill for the new trilogy. <laughs> I, I could maybe see uh, uh, Luke living past the third movie because he's younger than everybody else. Also not dead or dying. Like, you have to pretty much get rid of Han Solo from every franchise you want to have survive him. Harrison Ford because wanted that guy Han is Solo suicidal. to die back in episode five. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Six. Harrison Ford has crashed his plane how many times now? Like, if you want... Well, you don't have any to- Harrison Ford character to exist in your extended universe. You have to like finish that off quick. There is a weird he- sense that like we're trying to finish off every Harrison Ford property all at once, all of a sudden. Yeah, before he gets. <laughs> you too mean old. Blade Runner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except Blade that Runner, they killed the young kid. Uh, Indiana Jones. We've got, got that like- coming Let's up. Let's not just randomly shout out the endings of movies. <gasps> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. Maybe we. Maybe he isn't gone. Wasn't there another Whoops. one? Because there's Blade Runner and there's Star Wars. Didn't he? Well, didn't there's they... Indiana Jones coming up. Yeah. Another one? Yeah. They're... So I suppose they don't like Shia LaBeouf. You don't have, no, to, you don't Shia... have to kill well, Han Solo, though. You could just not have Han Solo forever. <laughs> like, he yeah. could just be you, done. He was just you a could just dude give with him a the ship. Revan, you could just give him the Revan treatment and say, like, I disappeared into the far the reaches and nobody knows where he went. Han Solo's not Turns even important out, enough for the Revan treatment. just retired. just... Han Solo, he's just a dude that flew a ship for a while. He could just stop being in the story after the trilogy's over and never mentioned again. And it would work. Yeah. It would be fine. But uh, I was going to mention this when we were talking about EA handling Star Wars products, because 
Like, that's the other reason why I have trouble caring about Star Wars is I know any franchise video games go through EA now, and that means inherently they're probably going to be terrible. Uh, I was thinking there's a dark timeline somewhere along the way where Obsidian got the Star Wars contract instead. And I'm suddenly very sad whenever I think about that. Wasn't that KOTOR 2? Yeah, they're the people that made KOTOR 2 and Fallout New Vegas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The... The people that always make the follow-up product to a really popular game that's technically better than the first, if it had had the budget uh, and time to actually be its own product, as yeah, opposed to rushed Tour out to capitalize. Yeah, because Kotor 2 was a lot shorter than Kotor. Yeah. And New Vegas is better, but buggy as shit and, uh, you know, only partially finished. Both of them have, like, expansive community mods that try to fix them entirely. Yeah, and, like, generally are just referred to as the better... Well, I don't know. I don't know about KOTOR 1 and 2 because they're so similar, but like... It's oh, a very different story. How long to beat at the very least has uh, KOTOR 2 being listed as equal or longer. Really? Yeah. It was always the shorter game. It had me. more side content, uh, if I remember right, because I blew through the plot of KOTOR 2 in about 10 hours and it took me 20 for KOTOR 1 or something like that. Did you? Um, I, I played both of them in two weekends back to back and I huh. couldn't manage to do so with KOTOR 1. But I beat KOTOR 2, like, easily. I think the thing was, Knights of the Old Republic me- 1, the median Terrace speed itself run for KOTOR was hours. 1 is 10 hours. That was going fast. A lot of video they games. They, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've pulled 100 and 200 people for these games, and they say that the main story average duration, like, just main story, no bonus content, is 30 hours for either game. Okay, so, I mean, maybe it took a lot longer. You might be underestimating play, just how I, much of that weekend I you probably, spent playing it. I probably <laughs> like am. I just remember. Amount in a fever dream. <laughs> I had that experience. I beat Jade that, Empire in a weekend, and I had that experience of playing way too much RPG in one weekend. That was that was middle school for me. And so middle school for me is a blur of video games and moving from house to house. I lived in six houses from sixth grade to... Uh, eighth grade, ninth grade. What? That's just that's well, exhausting. <laughs> yeah, because we moved out of California to North Carolina, but we were at separate places there too because it was going from like apartments to rentals and stuff. Uh, because uh, the people wouldn't like vacate the house enough, and then my dad would get a new job, and, uh, and then you have to move to. New so town. like, <laughs> I had very few friends and a whole lot of video games, and the friends that I made as soon as I hit Massachusetts taught me how to pirate games. So I pirated oh, no. the shit out of the KOTOR <laughs> games. Well, hey. I didn't even pirate them. More or less, so I had a, two Russian friends. They were always together, and like everybody the, the was notorious like... Russian friends that come up from time to time. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. They were... I. It was Did like super have names, race. or were they just the Russians? Nikolai and Yuri. No. <laughs> oh, you're just making shit up No, this I'm point. not. I'm not. Those are characters from games. I from... know. I know. Were their that's parents why... named Vlad and Vladder? <laughs> they were they were uh, he's from Grand Theft Auto <laughs> uh, Wander was born in Grand Theft Auto apparently. born in Liberty City um, but so Nikolai was the one that was obsessed with guns and military tech and the other one was obsessed with piracy and, uh, and what does obsessed like, with piracy shit. mean it was great I just uh, download no. stuff all day forever I don't even watch it I- no that's the thing I met him we talked about video games he Opens up his backpack, pulls out a jewel case with KOTOR 1 and 2 burned on a DVD, and he's like, here you go. Uh, uh, we're friends now. Uh, tell tell me when you're done, and I'll get you more. And 
He that's... feels like one of those annoying edgelord friends that has to slip the dark net into every conversation. Uh, uh, he never good. did. Uh, he never did. I, I think he realized that he was getting a bad rep for it. But if you asked him about it, he would never shut up about it. <laughs> I so, had a friend growing right. up who, uh, <laughs> yeah. who uh, pirated Total Annihilation. And I really wanted to play Total Annihilation because I loved RTSs when I was a little kid. And I was like, uh, can you give me a copy of Total Annihilation? And he was like, sure, $60. It was like, wait, that's extra illegal. <laughs> but that's very, <laughs> very, very. That's even more illegal. But here's the thing. I didn't know how much Total Annihilation cost. Mm -mm. So I saved up money to eventually try and buy a pirated copy of it from a what? friend. <laughs> and uh, at the end of it, I had raised, um, I think, 65 cents. Yeah, about about Wait, sixty five cents. Oh, and then right. Annihilation came out when we were in elementary school, so yeah, he was manipulating a second me. grader, basically. Yeah. Oh, the second grade. Yeah, for me, I was in yeah. high school, so like the moment. Uh, so there were a couple other guys in this group, and one guy actually got busted for selling bootleg DVDs of movies and stuff. Nineteen ninety seven. Um, yeah, I guess I would have been like. Oh, second grade, no. third grade, something like that. Yeah, you'd probably be nine. <laughs> I yeah. played Old Republic half my life ago. God yeah, damn it. I know. It's Dang. scary. I, I played it when I was back... 13 and I'm 27. Yep. Fuck. Okay, just remember Wait, that you're that not getting Keith's younger and that uh, yes. time is relentlessly marching forward and you're going to die Wait, soon. Keith is older than me? Yeah. I always thought he was younger than no, me. No, Keith is a couple months older than me and then Bird's a couple months older than him. Oh. That's oh, I always hard. knew Bird was oldest. Uh, I never beat Old Republic. I couldn't. You never did? No. Really? It broke. Too hard? No, it broke. Oh, it, it broke, broke forever. <laughs> I never beat oh. Open Public 2. It came out in a period where I didn't know that... I didn't even know it had a PC version, period. <laughs> I just thought it uh -huh. was an Xbox game because I was 13. Uh, I just oh. didn't have that wide exposure. So I, I played on Xbox, and without spoiling anything, because I don't want to spoil this game for anybody, I got past the climactic plot reveal moment of the game, and mm -hmm. then there's a space shooting segment where you shoot stuff in space because that's that happens periodically those like arcade shooter segments i know then the it, bug you're talking then it about cuts to I my, a friend. then it cuts back to my ship to for Karth to talk to me and after one line of dialogue they just do an infinite idle animation forever and the next line of dialogue never comes and you can't skip it and you can't do anything uh, it just huh. stays there forever and the save was so big for that game you couldn't even put it so i returned the game and got a different copy of the same game from gamestop and it still didn't work so it wasn't the disc and i came to the I yeah. came to the conclusion yeah. it must be my Xbox. So then I was like, I could I have a friend's Xbox. I could try to finish on their Xbox. But the save games for that game were bigger than the Xbox memory card. Yep. So I never got to test I, that I always, solution. So that is actually a famous bug games. that I've heard about because I was watching my friend do the same thing. Uh, he was the one that introduced me to KOTOR originally. And <laughs> I thought it was an Xbox game. I didn't know it was a PC game. Uh, so it colored me surprised when somebody else handed me a pirated disc a year later in a different state. <laughs> um, but so I was watching him play it and we get there and he's like, oh yeah, you get to watch me, uh, beat KOTOR. It's this great game. And I'm sitting there. And so I get the big spoiler as the first like five minutes of what I experience. Mm -hmm. That sucks um, when that happens. The and then we get thing, to the, my first exposure to Game of Thrones was Andrew randomly shouting about the ending of the first season. I'm like, what? No, what? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but so we get we get exactly through the ship's shooting segment. I think he may have gotten like a line or two further than you. And then yeah, just permanent standing there and I'm like, 
well, this is really cool. And he's like, no, this isn't supposed to happen. I'm like, this isn't really cool. And then we went off to go watch uh, Schwarzenegger movies. I, I find it so that- hilarious that you guys, like, how Game of Thrones has become so big now. Because the first time I ever heard of it was back in high school, maybe 10th grade. And mm. my one friend's boyfriend well, the difference was is re- it became an HBO show. Yeah. Right, right. They, he was reading the books. And so she had brought a book in. And I'm like, oh, hey, can I see it? And usually when I discern whether or not I like a book, I read the back, I read the first couple pages or chapter, and I flip to a spot in the middle. I have the uncanny ability to flip to the middle of a book and find the one sex scene. I think or we've really established this. There's a you've got lot smart. more than one sex scene in those <laughs> books. I know, which is probably why it was a high probability. But I like happened to flip it open on the part where she was you know, suckling the the baby dragons and great detail and i'm like oh that's not even a sex scene uh, yeah but it, it was just, just weird. nursing what well, <laughs> you thought that the 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 lion nursing in that weird game was off-putting. that was weird <laughs> what, what game is this i that don't remember was weird. this weird right, well let's talk about extra life <laughs> yeah because <laughs> extra life happened and we all did extra well yeah some of Wait, we, yeah, we all did extra live streams Bird or something. Bird participated for a couple hours. Yeah, For my extra live stream, it was Andrew and I sat down on a couch and played a bunch of indie games from my inbox for 12 hours. And one of them was called Lionessy Story. And I was so <laughs> baffled by what we were going through. Because it was a lion visual novel. Like, and it, like you know, like like a uh, lion king but uh like really like lion king but weird Dude, this like, game looks awful it's like some kind of, it feels like someone's <laughs> the whole game just felt like someone's fetish <laughs> and like not this in the way you, in the, so <laughs> bad yeah it's i like, noticed half it's the like visual in a way novels like, on steam are like that it, it's not even just that they're animals because if it was <laughs> if it was like lion king i wouldn't question it for a moment if you were just like oh and i i'm gonna you know, you'll all roll this day one day and like those kinds of storylines but like mm. it was like we're gonna spend time talking about breastfeeding and stuff like that, and I'm like, what is happening? Weren't the like, little lions going milk? Yeah, milk! like yay milk, <laughs> and also it was terribly written and terribly translated, and the art's horrifying, and it was just so <laughs> fixated on like like it, it wasn't actually pornographic, but it was so weirdly fixated on uncomfortable things, and I'm like, why are you writing about this so much? And I, I had to make the point of like this is it. it uh, <laughs> It has the feature to fast forward to branching points in the story, so that like that that means that like it's like it's a visual novel with different branches. So and they put the milk at the beginning, so it's like that's the part that like if you're playing the game over and over again to get every story branch, that's the one they want you to experience over and over again. Is that the uh. scene where the breastfeeding for some reason? I'm just like, this is you've no steam, no. It's nature. It's it's natural, Keith. Ah. Uh. It's so, I mean, it's I so weirdly it's uncomfortable. You need to stop being such a damn puritan. And just accept uh, the beauty the of Puritan nature. If you want to make your fucking Neko Jishis, go for it. That game is respectable. That is Neko a beautiful G- Tiger what? Man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. If you look in Discord, I pasted a screenshot. Oh, I've seen uh, what the game looks like. Boy. Boy, the <laughs> lion's facial expression is uh, just fantastic. Yep. Lion SC story is a uh, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nightmare. I was not okay yeah. with it. We should. Uh, I, I know we've said this before, but I really want to like play a visual novel at some point with a bunch of people, uh, like voicing the various characters. 
Yeah. Like, uh, had a full boyfriend. I just want to play had a, full, had a full boyfriend. Especially because we got we get one of the weird ending. endings. Yeah, we want to It's always a possibility. We just have to wait until moments where we actually have the free time. I, we're always I was busy with say, like, if we're not busy individuals, what are you talking about? Well, it's, we, I mean, I, I just want us to have like one Funny ongoing pro I want our collective group to have one ongoing project at any given time and nothing else because yeah. once, divinity is never okay. going to end. Once we're done it'll, with it'll divinity, end, over. <laughs> when we're done with divinity, I'm going to uh, to put a hard cap on on multiplayer group series of like ten episodes. If the game's going to go longer than that, it better be a damn good game because. I like. I want to play other games nothing. with you guys right now. There's like no games that are that short. I think you need to have maybe what a twenty-hour cap I, or something like that's, that's typical for a game. Still rather long. I don't know. I like Tower Fifty Seven came out recently, and I'm like, this would be a great game, but I don't want to play it alone. I'm like, maybe I'll get uh, Keith or Bird to play with me. And Keith's like, I don't like top-down shooters, and Bird just didn't respond. And I'm like, well. Guess oh, this I, is... wait, what? I was asked to do something and I said no. <laughs> what? I mean, if all, of all the projects we could spend time on, a, a top-down shooter is, like, so low on my priority list. It's a really list. good one. It's like, uh, Contra... Contra was, like, top-down. By top-down, yeah. you, do you mean a 2D area and you just pivot your character back and forth? No, and you, like, here. I'll, I'll pull up tower it's the ones where you move with one stick and you shoot with the other stick. Those types of games. Yeah. Oh, twin-stick yeah. shooter. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, twin stick. So it looks like this. Okay, so it's still isometric. Yeah, so it's isometric. You play as Abraham Lincoln, some cop, some mafia person, oh. a homeless person, or whatever. You have a gun, and there's like a high tech steampunkish tower. Is this thing the one that you like, were starting the other day? Yeah, because I remember seeing it was, the and like a Lincoln. monster rips off your lower half, and you're like, "Well, Ew. I guess I'm missing my legs. Time to that go climb a, into that mysterious machine and regrow them." That's like front front page of negative reviews. <laughs> This game really? looks yeah. pretty stupid. Whoa. I actually I <laughs> nothing, was playing it and I rather about enjoyed it. To be honestly, <laughs> like this game of, visually looks like. kind of super ugly. Well, you know their answers game. now. Wanda. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I will move on. <laughs> There's a billion new games coming out every every week. Yes, um, there is. Oh I, God. It, yeah, there are too much. There's too much garbage though. That's the one problem. Like. I'm actually kind I, of starved I, for new good games. January is going to be the entire inbox. I cleared up my entire inbox and for like for Second Life and my inbox is already up to 60 things again. And I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> I it's too many I games. Have, I have raised my standards standards a little bit. Uh but like I I know uh the Battle Chef Brigade is coming out in a couple of days. Oh, tomorrow. Ugh. Battle Chef I think the it, one yeah, where you go out and hunt monsters so that you can win a cooking show. But the, wait, 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 wait! This is—it's so animu. It's so cool. It's so animu. Wait, is that—is that a kind of like Candy Crush puzzle that they're doing with the cooking? Uh, let me go back and take a look at it. I've never played Candy Crush, but I know that it just uh, looks like Tetris maybe? with elements. I, it does look like it's got a match like three effect to it. There's a there's a really interesting sequel to uh, Candy Crush actually that Shell would probably like. It's called Crush Crush. I thought Crush, you were gonna Crush. say Bejeweled. Uh, no, I was no. I was gonna say Banner Saga. What? <laughs> oh, because the uh, lawsuit. Yeah, because the lawsuit. Wait, what, oh, what was Banner funny. Saga doing? Jokes. So uh, whenever we talk Crush... about a lawsuit, I get Google image uh, Google results that are just people looking up that lawsuit and they find our podcast that way and they're like, when do they talk about the lawsuit? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Like that uh, happens for so, gentlemen. 
Uh, yeah, the uh, the Candy Crush people named their game Candy Crush Saga. Uh, Kingwin or King or whatever. King games, yeah, like King that. Games. Uh, but so because they're it like, had Saga we're the it? only people yep. that can have Saga in our name. And the like Banner Saga precedes their game by like a while. And also like Saga is just straight up a normal word. Yeah, it's yeah. And uh, it's the it doesn't thing. look like they won. I never heard if the, it actually like went to court, but they there were lawyers and it was all over the news for like a couple months. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this makes we're, no yeah. sense. You, you, this You are not in competition. We're going uh, after this game for having Saga in their name, even though, like, I'm sure countless names have had Saga uh, in their name. Cause it's this reminds me word. of Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah, Scrolls or the game uh, that pray, never came out. Pray for the Gods? No, Scrolls came out. I own it. It just, it came out and Scro- then it died. Because Scrolls oh, doesn't exist anymore. It actually came out? Yeah, it already had yeah. a whole life cycle and died. Oh, yeah. it doesn't That's... exist anymore. You can't play it now. You missed it. I mean, <laughs> thinking of, going back to, like, okay. Star Wars and okay. Star Trek, I suppose people couldn't really do anything about having like a star prefix and a war suffix like in separate different like because so you have beast two words, wars at least and you have star yeah, yeah with with banner stuff. saga like, I don't know. it's like candy Cru- nobody is going to look at banner saga and candy candy crush saga and be like they're the same yeah, uh nah. i bought the wrong one <laughs> like that's <laughs> not gonna happen they're not even available on any of the same platforms whereas what like, i should do some- I should make a game called War Star. See, <laughs> see what I can or Craft Craft. <laughs> craft, craft. There's a lot of games uh, called Craft. Yeah, I've actually. Yeah. I think I've heard of a game called Craft Craft, which is like Minecraft cross with StarCraft. There are Starcraft, so many. I mean, really you have confusing. Minecraft for goodness sake. Actually, so, that that is yeah. another lawsuit that should happen. No, uh, I, I feel like uh, should Blizzard should, Bl- Blizzard should, should craft or everyone that has stupid. craft. <laughs> it's way too stupid. Um, and then, then, then suddenly, craft, uh, as in craft cheese it, it, it company, funny. comes in and they're like, "We were the first craft." So it would be funny if Minecraft of... like survived the wave, but then all of the Minecraft clones get finally wiped out. That <laughs> and it's, almost it, would be and nice. And left is StarCraft, Warcraft, and Minecraft. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah. Every time I play a Bethesda game now, I have to mention the prey versus prey for the gods. Um, oh god, that one's stupid. Bethesda's not it, your friend. Yeah, so every time I play a Bethesda game now, because apparently they've kind of hit their renaissance of quality uh, with all their like third-party studios, but every time I play a Bethesda game now, like in the first episode, I'm like, by the way, Bethesda sucks. Here's why. Now let's go back to playing this game. <laughs> I did I did it for Dishonored, even though I only got like four episodes in before like not putting it on YouTube because I had other things to play. Uh, I did it for New Vegas, which is like precedes it. Obviously, for Prey, I talked about it a lot. I'm just like, I hate Bethesda. They should go away. Arcane Studio is cool though, and go from there. Um, On the topic of what? scrolls, it's becoming like a really big bummer just dealing with like games that have where like the game you like you could just miss a game now. Yeah, it just uh, goes actually, away, and you never. Uh, and so, if you didn't get to it in time, it'll be gone forever. <laughs> Wait, On the topic games? of, uh, so Scrolls was a early access, like still in beta online trading card game that was actually fairly, fairly neat compared to like Hearthstone. Like it had some unique mechanics, but it was very, very slow and not very well publicized. So the player base dropped really quick and stuff like that. And it never actually hit a 1.0. Uh, when Mojang got sold off to Microsoft, Microsoft pretty much just, uh, said but no we don't want this by 
and that was the end of it. Uh, and that kind of sucks because here's this cool game uh, that barely gets to see the light of day before it gets axed. Like, you know, some canceled games, it's like, okay, fine. Um, it just didn't make it out. Like the heretofore unknown star, uh, well, in- infinite number of Star Wars games and series that have kind of been in production but never succeeded. At least you didn't even get to see them before. Whereas, like, yep. Scrolls was a thing. It had a fan base. It was active. And now it's gone and nobody will ever be able to play it again. Unless somebody, like, rigs up some kind of emulator to make it think it's a single-player game. Or you can play it over, like, a network thing. Um, on that topic, Disney uh, axed Marvel Heroes. I assume none of you guys have ever touched that. But do you know about it? Oh, no. it's that, like, MMO yeah, thing where people played on their phones? It's Nope. nope. Marvel Heroes is the isometric, uh, like, hack-and-slash game using pretty much the entire Marvel franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, played like Diablo and was like a, a MMO. I remember when that came out. Um, and that's been out on PC for years now, uh, longer than I think my channel existed. But it recently came to consoles back in, I want to say, June? Uh, and so it finally made consoles and everybody was super excited and they've been hyping up a big patch. And then earlier this week, I want to say like Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. Disney's like, by the way, this this game's shutting down. Just huh. straight up. And so it's been what on consoles. The studio? For, did, the, uh, did they dissolve I, the studio or what happened? I assume, I assume the studio is probably folding because they were too invested in the game and they don't have enough yeah. capital to probably move on to something else. Because this is one of those like studios that only makes one game it's like if uh was this a free-to-play well, game what happens like, to all the money that people ruining put into games it? yeah so that's it uh oh. it's a free-to-play game uh you don't have to buy into it but you people. have like a limited subset of characters that you can play so maybe you can play as like wolverine colossus and storm but if you want any okay. of the other marvel characters you either have to unlock them or buy them league of Legends style and wow. it was kind of grind festy and you know it had its own problems um, but are they going to give people their money back? Like, what if you bought not, something like they're not the day the before they announced they were going to close it? Um, you can't get it back. That's that's one of the horror horror points of these like online games. Now is they can take it away from you. Steam could go damn. down, and we would lose our entire game libraries. Yep, and because Valve decides it's not it, worth to it anymore. To which everyone will respond uh. to you, being like, "Well, the the boss man leader dude said they'll magically unlock all the games, which is definitely going to work." And then you can. It's in the them, terms supposedly. of service that they can take yeah. it away from you at any time. Therefore, uh, you have no right to the product anymore. Let's just invest and... all of our trust in these mega corporations well, that totally yeah. have our interest at heart. And the problem <laughs> is, since they're one of the like major sources for digital, you know, yeah, formats no. of the game, you can't. There's a lot of games if that only exist on Steam. If they're bankrupt or don't want to, then yeah. they would just if, they wouldn't send everyone tangible discs and be like, "Here you go." If Valve ever yeah. goes under, my no. game library is going to dwindle to very, very small amounts, mm-hmm. and it's going to be have quite sad. Over a thousand. Yeah, how many games do I have now? Games. I've got. I've got 1,489, and that's not including the many, many unredeemed keys that I have sitting around in my email. We are uh, unusually inbox. close. I'm at 1483. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, bizarrely close. It's a lot of games. So like, it's it's infected yeah, Nintendo now because now we now Nintendo's all modernizing and getting online features and stuff. But then you have problems when their online features get like disabled. Axed. Yeah, they had uh, they shut down the Miiverse. Yep, I believe it's just it was gone now. Oh. Found out yeah. just in time. I was literally playing the tutorial in Wind Waker about the Miiverse and then got a message saying the Miiverse is down. And I looked it up and it died that day. And I'm like, oh, it's just gone now. 
you'll always you'll every time you play this game it'll remind you the meverse is gone <laughs> as it teaches you about the meverse that doesn't exist <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's, but yeah, it's, so, it's it's bizarre. I remember the Meverse. It was cool. So, a lot of people have been uh have been really upset about that for the the Marble Heroes thing it being shut down because all the console players like they bought their characters within the past couple months. Like they haven't had years of kind of slow decline to know, yeah, this is ending soon. Like when World of Warcraft finally goes under, people are probably going to be well aware that it was. Oh man, it, that's going to be that is horrific. going to be upsetting for people. Unless like, they allow you to mm-hmm. port your characters to whatever new. But like there was there was a game called Tabula Rasa, uh, which was an NC Soft game, and it only lasted I want to say like a year max. Um, uh, that's the, oh, that's I've the heard one about that, that. O- that's the game I always remember as when I when I started being introduced by the idea of like MMOs just disappearing. Yep, because I was working. Awesome uh, yeah, the girl with the goggles. Yeah, yeah it Tabula cool Ross is the Richard Garriott like complete disaster. It, it looked <laughs> yeah. neat, and every time, I, but then I I just kept putting it off, like even looking at it past just like the cover and everything, basically, and it just stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm like, oh, it's just gone forever. I'll never know. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye, Matrix and, Online. <laughs> and so it was a. Uh, it was a neat game, I think I I heard, but like it never it it kind of came out too early and not enough quality and all sorts of things. Because it was, it, I wouldn't want to say it's like EverQuest era. No, well, or it did, is. Did it come out, this yeah. came out uh, at about the same time as Guild Wars One, uh, a couple of years before. All right. Here, you can look it up. Uh, November two thousand seven. Well, I guess it's a couple of years after World of Warcraft One, which did kind of look like ass. Uh, compared to what it currently is. Um, but so that was the one that when it ended, they had like a three day long super event to like see the game off, even though it got shut down fairly fast. Like, I, th- I think it got released in 2007. So it got axed in two And years? then it closed in 2008. Yeah. Oh, no, one year. Released- wow, this is yeah. fascinating. Tabula Rasa became free to play January 10th, 2009 and closed in February 28th, 2009. <laughs> Oh, it was free to play for like one month. Wow! And then it's like, oh, oh no, NC that didn't Soft, work. huh? Yeah. yeah, NC is in like a- NC Soft is a uh, a Korean publisher. NC Soft also I thought a does. Pun would come to me, but then nothing Aeon, did, and I was no. like, oh, okay, never mind. Blade and Soul <laughs> and Guild Wars. But yeah, so yeah. um, no one cares. Soft. So that one That's was it. kind of people already kind of saw the writing on the wall and they had like announced it and everybody had this like nice big party. Marvel Heroes just died. They're just like, mm-hmm. nope, bye, pull the plug. And like if it was a if they had actually like been honest and everybody knew that it was going on out, I think it would have been okay. But like I feel really bad for anybody that got it on console because some people spent like hundreds of thousands. It's very expensive to get every hero and skin and so on and do, so forth. Do you know what's interesting? My friend, a couple, maybe months before, or maybe just immediately after, um, he gave me a, a card in like a really pretty box for Star Wars Galaxies, and I had always admired it from afar, and just imagined being a Twilight bounty hunter or something cool. Any case, like, I, yeah, that game, it was immense, and I remember going into the stores and reading up about it and whatnot, and they had the guides and everything there. And it it went away too, didn't it? it oh yeah, yes. it died pretty fast. Mm. Star Wars products, but it was like a it was like a Second Life 
MMO weird mixture. Like you didn't have to be a combat class and there weren't necessarily, there were quest lines, but you didn't have to partake in them. Someone could literally be a bartender and run a cantina and that could be their job if they really wanted to. It was Second their attempt. Second still around? Yeah, oh it, God, is, it is though it's, it, dude, we should, uh, as a joke someday, uh, oh God. like do a stream where we just like oh load gosh. up, make monster people run around My, for about two hours. So and then much better things to do with our time than that. <laughs> I just want to mess around with the character creator because you can make some hot steaming garbage. The margin, between playing extra the margin between playing extra life, uh, ironically and just playing you extra life is life. really fucking narrow. Second life. Not Second extra life. life. Extra Second life is a stream yeah. thing. Yeah, my my roommate and uh, her boyfriend they played a lot of Second Life extensively, and it was because of the features that you could actually create things like models to sell mm-hmm. in world, and some people became millionaires for it. I think there was some. I remember being on an airplane and reading about Second oh, yeah. Life in one of those silly yeah, magazines. Yeah, some guy they bought sell. like a he asteroid got- or a planet in the game, and it was yeah. He had like all of this like real like real ter- he had, what what do you call it he had real estate he had real estate mm. in the game and he was a millionaire because of it <laughs> and it's like what it ah i just don't know i just it's just perplexing but is uh, eve also similar in the fact that people make money off of oh it oh yeah well eve you can like convert your uh, in-game currency back into real money i just that's perplexing. Usually games are you put stuff into a, it, but it just remains as in-game. There was a free-to-play merch. MMO that I played back. Like, it was, I want to say, 2007 but to 2008. But all the money you made off of RuneScape. Uh, well, that but- was me selling it to chumps. Um, <laughs> That's okay, not a lie. Uh, you violated the TOS, dude. I did. I <laughs> should be banned. Uh, luckily, nobody knows what my RuneScape username is because it uh, predates any kind of channel or internet presence I ever had. Um, but so, uh, so when I was in, uh, high school, middle school, I played RuneScape and I had a lot of friends that kind of played RuneScape too. I mean, it was fun. The other alternative MMOs were like EverQuest and WoW and well, number of people just couldn't afford it, weren't interested or whatever. Uh, so my brother and I kind of tag teamed the game and we both got up to fairly high levels. I think I was above, I think it was above level hundred. I was close. I don't remember. Um, but I was comparatively, like, fairly high up there, and my brother was higher. Um, but we would make tons of money by exploiting various things that, like, you know, two people could do better than one. Uh Um, and so we actually found out that you could buy, uh, loads of, like, one type of item from NPCs, and then resell them to people for a lot more money. So we spent a weekend making, like, I want to say 50 million gold in the game. Uh, which I think it's chump change now, but whatever. But we had friends who weren't smart enough, didn't know how, didn't play enough uh, to make that amount of money themselves, but they wanted that amount of money. So we would sell it to them for about 100 bucks per 100,000 gold in RuneScape. We made a lot of money. But you also did huh. that with Guild Wars, didn't you? Helping people through... Well, I, I, I'd play Guild Wars. I had fun with that, but I never actually got real money from that. Really? I thought that you said that there were like special dungeons or things that you had to run with them. I, wow! But never for real money. But well, like, I just, uh, so I just checked it, and yeah, Marvel Heroes Omega had a six-month lifespan on consoles. Yep, I was not exaggerating. Boy, oh boy, not down Actually, yet. Actually, still have one more month. 
Another weird thing that I found about RuneScape, I never touched the game, but I remember hearing about it. Uh, when I was looking up various gaming videos, a RuneScape video popped up, and apparently people make money in that game by pretending to be someone's in-game girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, God. What is yeah, that? Yeah, that's a thing. That's so mean. That Catfishing people in a virtual world. Oh. Well, hey, it actually reminds me of, you know, the the guild with uh, Felicia Day and stuff? Didn't they have that yeah. that um, one song that's like, Play with me in my MMO. Yes. So many places we can Do you want to date my avatar? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Do you want to date my avatar? <laughs> it was on Rockman Network. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that song. song. Her rise to fame Why is the way I type, the do you want, it immediately is like, do you want to date my avatar? Why does yeah, Google know me? Yeah, because it's so catchy. It's a it's beautiful song. It's super catchy. I, I will you actually got that over to you want to build a snowman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, that Be more basic almost bird. makes sense. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't that know. That says mind. a lot about me. That makes it me does. sad. That's actually how I found <laughs> the guild as like a web series because Was the that music song. video that released like four <laughs> seasons in? Oh my God, that video is eight years. Fuck. Stop passing yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. That's from 2009? Now I'm remembering how long guild's been dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. the guild has had a season in like six years. Well, I mean, it had like kind of a conclusive-ish ending. Yeah, as conclusive as a web series can have, save for killing off one of your main characters. I'm just, I'm sad that they didn't actually show what the game was. Because it was wow. They kind of did sometimes. Yeah. There's weird scenes that take place in it, kind of. Man, I barely remember the show anymore. I don't know. Yeah. We have not talked about Sonic Forces even a little bit. Hey, we can talk about Sonic Forces. <laughs> I've already That's... checked out. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, and I, you and get I to watch and that was going to open up with like how I like then. I had an I had a police encounter today and I spent all day yesterday talking about Twilight Imperium 4, but it's been a fucking dense episode. <laughs> the Elix took like half an hour cuz that game yeah. is I have not had my hand on the steering wheel for this podcast. New. No. <laughs> Wander backlogged well, topics. <laughs> I, I, yeah, happens. Uh, do you want to talk about your police thing? Because Sonic Force is like, we could talk about it, but Wait, let's be honest what here. about police? Yeah. Let's talk about that, because <laughs> honestly, you don't need to say things about Sonic. All you have to say, say is it's another 3D Sonic game, and everyone automatically no. understands. They reuse assets. We're, we're, we're definitely going to have to talk about Sonic like next episode or something because that it sure. is a special type of bad Sonic game. <laughs> Part of I this, actually I made played, a good uh, looking character. I haven't played episode Shadow yet. So. The important thing Except. about every Sonic game is that it's bad in unique new ways. Yes. On top of they, the part where, the, where it they doesn't manage control for to, shit. They managed to get progressively worse with also, every episode game Shadow's somehow. 20 minutes. Oh. It's, what? It's only three levels. Huh. Yeah. And how much are they charging people for it? It's Nothing. For but it's oh, also, okay. Okay. There's also no reason for it to be DLC at all. Yeah, they could have just, just put it in the game. In the game, because like people have to opt into getting it now for some reason. Like as opposed well, to just maybe, having it be there to by, by default. Maybe a month or two from now they'll Can start charging. Can I play charging. as a standalone? <laughs> just episode shadow no you know yeah. what bird i can i can let you borrow my sonic forces you can download the game play episode shadow and never touch the main game 
You can do that. Upload as a video. Oh, like, it does say that it requires the base game. Well, you just, yeah, you, you could just uploaded the video as like, was it Sonic Forces episode Shadow Standalone Complex? <laughs> <laughs> you could like, I I would gladly watch that happen because that would be a very short and very the, funny twenty minutes. Dumbest <laughs> idea. Oh my god. <laughs> so I was I was rabbit sitting again. Uh, oh, yeah. When I go to my parents' house. And I just feed pets, basically, so they don't die when they're on vacation and everything. And yep. uh, I screwed up at the alarm, because apparently at some point everyone in my extended family got really paranoid and got guns and alarm systems all at the same time. Wait, and, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Universally, everyone besides me has got guns and alarm systems for their houses and everything. Uh, so I have to deal with their damn alarm system, and I slightly mispressed the code, and I'm like, oh shit, oh, how no. do you like reset it to re-input from scratch? Like, I didn't know how to reset it, and then the alarm transitioned to the, the fuck you get out of the house alarm, <laughs> like, the, like the deafening, horrible, <laughs> no, not that, the, the really no? fast, high-pitched one that like hurts. Oh. oh, so it goes, I see, so there's two alarms, there's two alarms, there's like, deet, deet. The, yeah. Deed, and that means like it just starts beeping just go ahead in the moment. And, like, turn it off. Yeah, and then when you when you let it go all the way, it goes like rrr, 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 rrr. it's it like really, really loud horrible, and fast okay. and horrible. Mm -hmm. I, it, resor it resulted in me like out front, like how do I reset your alarm? Like trying to text and call and shit, and they're in a place where they don't have cell phone reception, so it's like not working. So were people uh, like coming out of their houses and looking at no, you? No, no one and gave a it shit. <laughs> Okay, because yeah, everyone's so used to all alarms being false anyway that nobody even takes them seriously, which is yeah, right. like the car ones outside all the yeah. time. Ugh. But like it, there was these horrible moments of like trying to run into the house and like see if I could press buttons on the thing, and I was trying to like uh, that hesitation of like I don't want to take my hands off my ears because of how horrible it is to stand in this room, but I need to press the, <laughs> the buttons with my hand, and I'm like this is the worst thing. Eventually, I just gave mm -hmm. up and went back outside, and the alarm just stopped. And then I went okay. in, and I, when I went in again, it was just beeping again, and so I just put it in the code to make it shut up, and we went on about my day feeding animals and stuff. Uh, the cat had lost its shit. Uh, <laughs> because of the alarms, probably. Yeah, it seemed incredibly <laughs> insecure, because it rubbed its, like, face scent glands on me, like, 70 times, <laughs> like, oh, like, just going for my hands you. over and over again. And that that cat does not like me. <laughs> that cat does not like me. I've done. I've come here so many times. This is this is the first time this has happened because it's like so on edge. It keeps it keeps looking in all the different directions. Stuff. Rabbit doesn't give a shit. <laughs> rabbit is unfazed by loud noises. Apparently, uh, I'm feeding the rabbit, and like I, like I put the food bowl, and I'm like as an apology, I put like treats on top of it, and the rabbit like stomps the bowl out of my hand before it even reaches the ground because it's just this bossy little bastard. And it's You're like no food them together. on floor now. And it's like <laughs> no. and it's like he just stomps it down so he can start eating faster and just bury his face <laughs> in the food, like totally apparently unfazed by horrible loud noises that I had to flee from. And there's and these are supposed to be animals that are sensitive to sound. Mm -hmm. uh, but I start hearing sounds and I'm like, is somebody he home? Right? I'm like, oh, like uh... there can't be somebody who is home, right? Because like the whole alarm part happened. But I just I I knew I heard voices and like kind of like a like a knocking or something like not a door knock but just like a no like a noise of of so like they... touching a hard thing or something and i realized that there's two police outside <laughs> nice <laughs> they, yeah, they actually showed up yeah they did show up 
the immediate primal fear kicks in of just like <laughs> I am on the inside of a building and things are outside of the building and I don't like the, it's like every movie ever where it's like weirdly unnerving in that setting because mm-hmm. they didn't knock. They were just like look they were like they were clearly like like trying to peek through windows and tell what the situation was, but they didn't knock or ring the doorbell or anything like that. And so I was like, so I didn't answer the door because I'm like, they didn't knock or anything. So I'm just like in this weird standoff where I'm like peeking through, like I was peeking through the weaving that like the part that the, that the thread goes through in blinds to hold the blinds together. I was peeking uh-huh. through those tiny holes so that I wouldn't be seen in reverse. And I was just in this weird standoff of uh, like, you're going to do the most suspicious act that you could do. Yeah. My Good instincts, parents Keith. and I, <laughs> Good instincts. Home- at home, we would do this all the time whenever a solicitor would come to the door. And the funny uh-huh. thing is, I, I I need to go up to the stairs, except the stairs are visible from the front door windows. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, Mom, what do I do? And I'm like hiding behind things because I... <laughs> I uh, you you don't want them to see you because then they'll know that you're there. I've played the hide from solicitors game several times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm just not entering that room for a while until they leave on their own. So what did the police Damn. do then? They they stayed there for a surprisingly long time. Uh, eventually, they just I think they were just wasting their time on just like having a conversation and chilling out in the front yard for a while before getting in their car and leaving. Because I don't just think they're allowed to them. legally enter. Because they don't have like a warrant or something like that, so they have to wait yeah. until they get a visual confirmation that something is happening before they actually enter the building. I was surprised they didn't even like knock. They were supposed to knock. No, they didn't. I was just like That's generally really baffled as this was going on. Well, wouldn't mm-hmm. a potential thief or robber stay stock silent and not do anything either way? Well, they'll like... look for signs of breaking and entering and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. Uh huh. And if anything, my what I did seem to prove that uh, standing still works pretty well. Because <laughs> I just stood in there, and then they left. <laughs> well, it turns it's, out that the uh, that those alarm systems are generally not very secure. Uh, no. You know, the thing that everybody already knew. So, <laughs> God, hey, I, guys, remember, I, I remember all the times we'd have to, like, where somebody would have to go check the shop in the middle of the night because the alarm went off and stuff like that. And yep. it's like figuring out, oh, great, it just went off again. Thanks. I guess maybe something fell over or maybe it just felt like ruining the night. <laughs> Who knows? Did I ever tell you guys about the terrible security system on the first car I ever had? Um, No. It was but the it one... Okay, so after my grandfather passed away, uh, his car came to me. And I was like, okay, this is an incentive. Oh, the security to... system was his ghost. No, it oh. wasn't. <laughs> okay. So I, I actually learned how to drive, got my license and everything. This was probably when I was 20. Yeah, I hadn't gotten all that done until then because didn't really have a reason to drive around on campus when I lived on campus, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was doing summer school work um, and... One day, I don't know if it was the sun or something, but the car would not start. All the other teachers in the parking lot were going, oh, can we help jumpstart your car? And I'm like, the battery is fine. Everything's fine. It just won't. You you turn the key in the ignition. It goes, nothing happens. (laughs) I go, okay. So my parents get it checked out and whatever, and they go, Oh, you know, maybe it's just the the fuel pump isn't working. It didn't seem to ignite it. So, you know, here. We'll we'll change the pump out for you. 
A couple hundred dollars later, and a couple days later, I'm back out in the parking lot, getting ready to go home after the summer school, and... Oh, for goodness sake, what's going on? My parents at this point are like, it, it can't be. We just got a new fuel pump. So they call AAA, and AAA's like, wait a minute. What's the model of the car? What's the year of the model? Hmm. Oh, I, I see. That is the, the security system that they implemented in Oldsmobiles in those days. What it does is if it perceives that it is being entered uh, by someone who is not the owner of the vehicle, uh, it will prevent the fuel from reaching the ignition and suspend the car until the key is inserted just so for approximately 10 minutes <laughs> and then then the security light will turn off and you will be free like to use puzzle. your car yeah. I, I, I know and I didn't get the manual I didn't even know that the car had a security system like that so my parents spent all this money to get a new fuel pump on something that was easily the security system and the funny thing was I was just like okay well what what sets it off like I, I just opened the car manually and everything. What am I doing that makes it think it's being stolen? And they're like, eh. So once I was, <laughs> carting, I was, uh, I was carting Wander and his parents around campus because, you know, hey, I have a car now. I can take them places around Rochester. We I need to get gas. So I pull into the gas station, fill it up with gas, get back into the car. The security light turns on. <gasps> And his parents are like in the back seat. And they're like, what's going on, Michelle? Uh, can we leave? And I'm like, we can't leave. Not for 10 minutes. And I put the key into the ignition. And we have to sit there for 10 minutes. People were probably <laughs> angry that I was, you know, just hogging up a spot uh, in the fuel pump lane for no reason. But. Uh, wow. Before it. The car That's ended up dying for unrelated reasons right there. later, but my parents actually had to get a mechanic to turn that thing off permanently. <laughs> before I forget it, there's cuphead glitches that need to be discussed. Oh, but cuphead before, glitches? But the podcast has only got 30 more seconds. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> also, I got to feed my rabbit, so yes, it is how it works. <laughs> it's just for a bit. It's not like a full discussion or anything. Cause I, we already had a cuphead discussion in the previous a few podcasts ago about like the co-op mess and the general game play and stuff like that but uh -huh. something that feels weirdly overlooked is like this game's getting so much praise and everything and i feel like there's no i've, I've never i have not yet encountered any sort of undercurrent narrative about like the massive bugs and like blatant repeatable 100 percent occurrence rate bugs that are throughout the game like mm -hmm. I, like have you guys heard about bugs in this game mm -hmm. as outsiders there's a lot it's it's no, insane. I, there's some that like really break boss the fights. There's some. There's Didn't some you like get bugs. to the end of the dragon, which was like pure hell, and it almost froze on you? So we've had multiple boss fights that have literally frozen. In that, uh, there's just a reoccurring bug where there's multiple freezing bugs in the game. But one of the ones I specifically found out about is that if you use the parry attack, if you parry whenever there's more than one parryable thing in your hitbox, it immediately locks the game, and you have to reboot it. And that wasn't caught apparently. Then there's the minor glitch that everyone encounters the moment they start playing, which is that if you if you do anything that causes your controller to vibrate, like taking damage, there's a pretty good chance it'll just keep vibrating until the next time you do something that causes it to vibrate. Like it just it'll just go continuously for like thirty seconds and just keep going. But 
it got worse and worse as we got to the end of the game to the point where the final boss fight is marred by multiple infinitely repeatable always there bugs including unavoidable <laughs> damage Mm-hmm. It's in a game about taking only like three hits to beat a boss. It has unavoidable damage in it. Like that's an okay thing to have happen. Because the, the 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 devil does this thing where he goes like as a serpent. He he turns into a serpent and he comes from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen, but leaves just enough space at the end for you to not get hit. And then he retreats. And if he does that in one direction, you're fine. If he does that in the other direction, his retreat animation hurts you even if you're in the save space. And it happens 100% of the time. And I'm like, how does that... How does the final boss fight have unavoidable damage that was never caught at any point during testing in that in the final released project? And mm-hmm. a really great one is that if a uh, if a uh, player one dies in co-op, then you, when you go to the phase changes of the devil, the game then you can't continue because you're supposed to jump in a hole and it waits for both players to jump in the hole and it'll just wait forever. Oh, and you can't continue the wow. boss fight like this kind of stuff. <laughs> And it's so replicatable. It's so like none of these are freak accidents. None of these are weird edge cases. They're super common gameplay elements. And they constantly happen and constantly fuck up the game. And spoiler ba- alert, they spent all their time drawing. Yeah, and like bafflingly, <laughs> it's been like two months and the game hasn't had a single patch. Yeah. Like what how is how, that's like not okay. That's like inexcusable. Cause like they either didn't test their game, which I doubt, or they just shipped it with all these bugs on purpose knowing they were there even though no matter how severe some of them were and then also still two months later haven't patched them and i'm like holy was it just difficulties with multiplayer because i know some companies primarily make a game with the intention of single player and they're like okay well we want multiplayer in it but then they don't no both both like the bugs exist on both sides oh really i honestly would not be bugs in the game it's a weird mess i honestly wouldn't be surprised if they hadn't like they more or less finished it, and they're like, okay, we're done, we're going on vacation, we'll see you later, internet. And they're, they just don't want to. <laughs> like, wow, well, sure is convenient that there's a really positive narrative going on around our game right now. That'll overshadow all of the problems the game has that we might never fix. That's just... <laughs> it's a bummer, because the game's neat, but I'm like, how... How? Like... At least in Sonic games, the bugs are usually, like, weird freak accidents. Not 100% always happens that way every single time in a super common scenario. On the final boss fight, like, the most test, like, the most important fight ever, possibly. (laughs) I don't know, It could be one of those things that's connected permanently to something else, and they know that they can't change it. I was actually watching things, because everyone's been hyped about the release of a vanilla WoW server... Or something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yeah, we get to play the original stuff. Supposedly the reason why, no matter what happens in the game, throughout all the expansions, everything, you have that initial backpack with the so many slots in it, and you can never upgrade it or change it or anything, is because it's it, it's intrinsically tied to the game, and like to try to remove it or alter it would actually break it. I, I find <laughs> that fascinating. Uh, specifically, if you remove the, the backpack... Quest rewards are no longer accessible. You can't get them anymore. <laughs> For every quest in the game. Uh, and they'd have to re It's just that they've changed every other part of the Jenga tower, but that's the one tile on the bottom that's just stuck there forever. <laughs> there, There's a couple more things, but that was the one that stood out to me. That's funny. Uh, and it's just... Uh, 
<laughs> I hope they make WoW 2 just with combat. WoW 2? Dude, why not? They were working on it. It got canceled. Well, I thought they were uh, working on something called anyway. Titan. Yeah, yeah that's, they were, that's they're working dead. on Titan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, It'd be great if the they could hop. This well, was yeah, the podcast. I gotta, I gotta feed my rabbits. I gotta cut Bird loose or he'll <laughs> eat us or something. I don't know. <laughs> feed us to his wabbits. They're already 30. I'm already 30 minutes late feeding them. So. Are you still mad I killed your wabbit? <laughs> your, your wabbit friend? No, I'm not mad. Game. I'm just disappointed. I'm happy. Nah. It felt good. It made me more powerful. Nah. I had to eat a pulsating heart thing. Yeah.